I wonder how many people were booting and rallying during the revolution. Just like, let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> Lebanon's are the only way to keep immigrants out of your yard. <laughs> That's a husband's yarn. They don't know what's going on. They're calling up their wives like, babe, I ran out of cats to cook. What do I eat? The crowd goes wild. They hoist him up. They crowd surf him to town. They bring him to his wife's grave. They dig her up. He spits on her. They put her back in the ground. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Um, welcome to Overshadowed, everybody, the only podcast about the siblings and spouses of famous people. Uh, my name is Zach. I'm Charles. And this week we're going to cover brother of millionaire Chicago mobster Al Capone, who also made his life in crime, Salvatore Frank, Frank Capo- Capone. Thank you, Charles. You're the welcome. First I was trying to brother. surprise you. Shut the hell up. The first Capone brother we're going to cover, because he has several and they're very interesting, so we're probably going to do a next episode about Al Capone's prohibition officer brother, who changed his name to match that of a movie character, and he's kind of an, a nut. Ooh. But today, <laughs> we're going to be talking about Frank Capone. Um, and uh, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back at the stand. Yep, we're back at the stand. It's been, we were on a five-week hiatus, and now we're back in business. That's ready right. Ready to deliver. I was quarantined in a hotel. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, I literally couldn't leave. Did a did a thing that we, I guess we'll talk about you later. You did a TV thing. Did a TV thing a that hotel I can't, the whole time, right? I can't talk about Yeah, I did a little. He was on Survivor, everybody. I was on Survivor, and it's fake. It's yeah, shot it's in a hotel. In I know Queens. you think it's on a beach, but it's in Long Island City. <laughs> it's at the pool at Long Island City, <laughs> yeah, there Queens. There was no pool, which is inhumane. <laughs> Can I tell you real quick before we start how I uh, how I how how this coffee came to be? Sure. I hate ho- this. You're holding a coffee. I'm holding a coffee for the it audio. It looks like... For the bo- audio only listeners, <laughs> there is a coffee in the for studio. For the true listener, it looks like a, you got it at a bodega okay so i got it uh from a truck and i'm i'm rummaging around in my it's fine it's good coffee but i'm rummaging around in my backpack looking for my wallet and i i just my backpack is like a it's like a mary poppins purse Mm -hmm. there's so much shit in there and i can never find my wallet that i just haphazardly throw throw in there but you remember that you have thrown it i hope it's like i but i'm i have to take everything out sometimes it's a real pain but I can't find my wallet, and this is kind of heartbreaking. The only cash I have in my backpack is this $2 bill <laughs> that is a small game man. That your grandma? <laughs> that No, that, that we had gotten as a donation from Freestyle that I vowed never to spend, because it's cool to have a $2 bill. Sure. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit. And so I gave it to the guy. Dang. And, I'm, and I'm like, I don't have anything else to pay for this coffee but this. And he gives me this look that's like, what the fuck? I'm like... It's still money, buddy. It's legal. I literally was like, no, it's legal currency. It's just like, yes. I was a hair away from saying tender. It's legal tender. This guy gave me a pissy look. I'm like, I'm giving you kind of a cool thing. Yeah, it is. Well, does he, was he a guy that grew up here? No, <laughs> no. I Maybe think he, never heard about he the two dollar bill. Probably the Star Spangled Banner when he was twenty five. Yeah, to gain access. To, you probably gave him his first two dollar bill. To the That's pretty land. cool. Yeah. Hopefully well, he taped it to the side of the truck. He didn't. He, he no, probably threw it away. He's gonna give some. No, he's not throwing away money. He's probably gonna use it to give people change or something. Yeah. Well, that's uh, so that was kind of sad. Sorry, you lost your ten dollar. Yeah, hey I would have taken a lot on this episode. I would have lo- walked away from that coffee. I, I wanted been like, a look, coffee. I don't have any money. I'm crazy. Fuck it. Just, just <laughs> bleed <crazy>. insanity. <laughs> you, you start know. talking to yourself. <laughs> he pours the coffee back. He's like, I don't know what that yeah, freak's that, what doing. What the hell is that guy doing? That'd be a funny thing to get out of pain for something. Just plead insanity. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize you can plead insanity can. outside of court. Yeah. You just become an insane person. Yeah. I mean, you can get out of any bill, no matter the restaurant. Please sign up for my master class. Every time I walk uh, across the street and there isn't a walk sign, I'm like, ah! yeah. <laughs> it's just All so no one arrests me. Yeah. 
And that actually draws more attention yeah. to my crime. Leave him alone. Leave mm-hmm. him alone. That's too Bill Zach. Today, we are covering none other than the older brother of Al Capone, Frank Capone, today. Yes, the whole family was involved in the mob in one way or another. We will get to the rest of the siblings later. But today, we're going to talk about the brief life of Frank Capone, born Salvatore Capone. He was in charge of one of their South side Chicago suburbs. The Kingdom of Cicero. Kingdom of Cicero. He was the enforcer of over the suburb of Cicero, Illinois, which has 80,000 people in 2022. So it couldn't have had more than 50,000. 50 total in 19... 1920, yeah. Right, but so yeah, Frank was this enforcer who we'll talk about really uh, intimidated people to vote for this crooked Republican governor, or uh, this crooked Republican, <laughs> this crooked Republican local town, like municipal si- town it's council, like a city council member. <laughs> yeah, they had. It's this so <laughs> easy to take over a suburb. You go to a local election, you wave some guns around, and it's yours. You go, who's in charge of the HOA here? Right. He's like, everybody vote Republican. Also. Grass no higher than two inches. Yeah. Huh? I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to see any jungles in your yeah. yards. Cans out every Monday. I saw every- some monkeys swinging around <laughs> over by Herbert's uh, excuse for a lawn what? the other day. I don't know. Herbert's excuse for a lawn. I don't know, man. That's good. That Keep is that good. In. Keep it in. Herbert's excuse for then they point a gun and kill him. <laughs> you think I'm fucking joking? They're like what the fuck? Herbert's excuse for a head. Um, Gone. Yeah, Frank was uh, apparently the bloodiest Capone. Yeah, he ordered something like 500 deaths. And he died at 28, so that's a lot to yeah, get done. Yeah, and that was... Kurt Cobain. Oh, 27. They get, they're in the 27 yes, club. Yes, he was Damn, 28. One I know. year, you missed it. But hey, I'm 28, so you still I got to kill 500 yeah, you people got a lot if of, I want to be got a lot of bodies to count, got buddy. A lot of bodies. Start with me, please. I've had a rough week. Yeah. I want to be killed. Yeah. Um, you had a rough week? <laughs> I just think it was funny. No, Guys, I, think I just need to pause. I want to make sure my co-host is you checking in, dude. This podcast is brought to you by uh, <laughs> BetterHelp, which is really just texting me, <laughs> and then I text you, and you give me two fifty a month because I don't value my time. Thumbs up emoji. I need. I've been looking into going to a therapist, or it's like I've, I I need to see therapy, and you I ever? realize I've done five appointments in my life, and when I was a kid, so in no. the, the divorce, I did therapy. They like they have to put kids into therapy. <sighs> I would say no. I don't know, dude. Your I drew a lot of cool things in uh, kid therapy that really helped me out. I, I, to be honest, I sat there angrily. I was uh, a kid that was like, I don't need therapy. Your answer is no. And then we You've went to never ther- been to therapy. You've never been. willingly opened yourself. I've never opened myself to up to therapy. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah, you did what I did in church. No, I did. I went to a therapist. Uh, I got uh, like five free therapy visits when I was twenty <laughs> off of an insurance plan because I didn't have the money to go. Uh-huh. But my insurance gave me, f- and I went to this guy's house. They're like, if you're this poor, you're gonna need some help. That's how bad your yeah, insurance yeah, yeah. was. But only five, which I had a premise where I was like, that's a five free uh, five free therapy visits is not enough because five is enough to realize you have a problem but not get help for it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think you have abandonment issues. And I'm like, great, can we work on that? Hello? We're out of time and I'll see you never. I don't know. Was, I didn't. I never <laughs> finished it. Well, that's five out of five. He yeah. stamps you on the head. Yeah. You are healed. Fucked. No, you're <laughs> done. You're you're screwed. I did the. It's funny. He just awakens a, a demon that you you don't have the tools. To yeah, tame. and they send you back out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing. If the, you know, also like um, you know, dating a therapist, it's like oh, yeah, it gets worse before it gets better a lot because you dredge out all of the problems. And mm. the first, you know, the first step is um, acknowledging the problem that you have a problem. But a lot of people are sub acknowledgement, so they have to just yes. reach there. So you're at five therapy visits. Is just enough to unearth a lot of this shit. Yeah, and then uh, live your life without having any cognitive yeah. tools 
to cope. Yeah, before I didn't know what the problem is. Now I know what the problem is, but I still don't know how to solve it. I think you're pretty good, though, at reinforcing yourself. I try to be. I try to be. I try to be. Yeah, it's tough out there. Just positive reinforcement, I feel yeah. like you try to give yourself. I thought I was fine. Mm. Like, I thought I never needed therapy because I was only checking in with myself. And when you're your own, ther- you know, your own, <laughs> you could, it's really easy to believe, smell your own shit. Yeah, you ever check your own grades? Yeah. Like, grade be- your own paper. I'm going to say the correct answer is honor system. I'm Nobody like, better well, have an erasable pen. I'm suddenly brilliant. Yeah, exactly. A plus. I got 100 in this class. Or like you grade your, fr- you pass your paper to the left. So you're like grading other That's kids' papers. The best. That's good. Girl, you like? Change it to D. <laughs> Change it to D <laughs> for mine. <Yeah. laughs> All right, let's get back into Frank Capone. Uh, hold on. The before we talk about Frank Capone and uh, you know kind of how he ruled Cicero, we are going to talk about just prohibition. And then before that, it's going to be a fucking information chalked episode. Yeah, so, uh, chalked, chalked, chalked full, chalk, chalk, chalk full of information. It's gonna, there's going to be. We're going to throw a lot of chalk at you. Yeah. It's going to be dry and chalky. Get into the chalk zone. You're really going to want some water after you digest all this chalk. And you're going to have, I hope you have a hose because we are going to chalk up your driveway. Yeah, I hope your blackboard's empty because we got a lot of chalk coming <laughs> your way. About. Everybody, clear your blackboard because <laughs> this episode involves a lot of chalk. It's chalk full of chalk. Hope you guys got erasers. Chaka Khan. That's our merch. Chaka Khan. Hold on now, I got to think of one. Uh huh. Chick chock. Chick chock. <laughs> That's good. Come on. Uh chocolate. Hope you chakalaka. That's too close to Chaka Khan. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo. Ch- Boo. Boo. <laughs> um bring in the next host. Oh. It's like the next bus. Hey Chris. <laughs> I have Marcelo Hernandez out there. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes a completely different podcast where we're like, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> we out here, 405. I don't know. That's not how he talks Is at all. He, I mean, no, he does have like, a, he like a, a, an ethnic accent that he speaks in, but I don't think it's that one. No, I don't think <laughs> I it's, think it's a different it's, one. <laughs> I don't know. They all, it's all just one, right? Japanese should have gone Chinese. Um, uh, okay. So that's actually got, where uh, where Torio and Al Capone operated initially. The five points was uh, Chinatown. That's like what, that's yeah, where what the now five points. Yeah, what now is Chinatown used to be used like to be a, like all the Italian, Irish, Irish Jewish, Jewish, Scottish. So you're just repeating what I'm saying. <laughs> I was trying to do it on. <laughs> why? Why I'm do we need to synchronize? You. you need a reverb. Do I? Uh, they're already here. Are you saying no, they're not they going to listen a, to me? Did you read the reviews? We need more effects. We need more harmony. I'm about to install a wah pedal. I love the melody, but a little more harmony. Yeah, please. Oh, I love a wah pedal. but yeah so before we get into uh prohibition we're going to talk about just the history of drinking in america and uh man people man people (laughs) used to drink people used to to be hammered it's crazy we became anything huh i can't believe we uh even killed any indians we must have been so hammered. We, we must have had a high tolerance, though. You, you, yeah. you gain a high tolerance. We were drinking a lot. We were in the 1700s. Each person consumed about 3.5 gallons of alcohol per year. Woo. And that's pure ethanol. Woo. So if you actually like put in flavoring and all this other stuff and you convert it to actual 80-proof liquor that you would drink, that's closer to nine gallons of like Jack Daniels a year. Ah. Per person. Per person. Per person. Per person. 
That is a lot. That's not even the most. That's that's just yeah, in that's the 1700s. Average. That's average, and that's not even the most that people will drink. Which also includes like people who weren't drinking anything. It also includes. Oh wow! You know so what that's I mean? Just the mean. It was like yeah, that's yeah. the mean. That's the and mean. What a mean mean it was. And I, I mean, toddlers like, were drinking. That's what I was gonna say. Is yeah. I feel like everybody's probably drinking because they were even giving their babies a little bit of that sweet juice every day. A little bit of the backwash. A little bit of the sip of the bubbly. Yeah. Because when the adults would finish whatever their like rum was, it wasn't mixed and it so it would separate. Kind of. Yeah. So they would give the babies like the the last two sips, which was like mainly sugar, but definitely some alcohol. Uh, definitely backwash. Don't you guys know? The last of it's always backwash. Right, right. But, you know, your family. So you give a... That's so wild that they would give a baby. Why would they... That's well, like giving... Makes them sleepy. It makes them sleepy. You gotta put them down. Yeah, yeah. you gotta give your baby a little bit of Jackie D. Seriously, people would put uh, whiskey on the baby's tongue or something or rum. I yeah, think. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's... A, I mean, that was fine. Yeah, yeah you have a little drunk crib, baby. baby's just like... <laughs> Getting up karaoke. in the middle of the night, the baby's crying. You're like, go get the whiskey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking... Yeah. He's, he's crying. You're like, he's just drunk. Yeah. <laughs> He'll sleep it off. You didn't get laid. He's yeah. sorry. Yeah. He was at the saloon and nothing happened for him tonight. Mm-hmm. Why do you think babies threw up so much? <laughs> they were <laughs> wasted. Really, uh, really makes you think about if alcohol corporations had say in everything, we'd still be giving alcohol to our babies. Right. If there were no laws in place, alcohol companies, Budweiser would be like, give it to your kids. It was good, I think, for parents. You, oh, because you said the baby To rub the whiskey on the lip of the baby, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Have you never heard of that? I heard of that, but uh, I you wonder did, you if... You thought it was like an urban legend, a wives' tale? No, I, I thought it was like, yeah, in the 50s. You know how those wives are always... You know, those telling talking. tales. They're always spreading stories that aren't true. That's how shitty of a level that women were at in society was instead of just saying the word lie, you could say wive. A, a wife said tale. it. Oh, well, then it can't be. Oh, no, no, Excuse no. me. I didn't know those words, that tale came out of the mouth of a wife. Right. But it is the wives' tales, at least, are purposed towards helping people. You know what I mean? Yeah, like apple cider vinegar is like a wives' tale. Yeah, that's right. funny. It's always these, these try to help. tips where it's like... <laughs> you know, my lying wife trying to heal <laughs> your <laughs> sore throat. Stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this chick thinks lemon juice does anything for you. Yikes. Babe, lemons are for throwing at the poor people. <laughs> yeah. Not for putting in tea. <laughs> Come on. Lemons are the only way to keep immigrants out of your yard. <laughs> that's not that's a husband's yarn. Which is just like kind of a a backwards belief. Yeah, that's true. But that happens <laughs> that to be That might law. be true. Yeah. <laughs> that is a law. <laughs> that is a law. That the women right. have to obey. If you hit an Italian with three lemons, he is technically deported. Yeah. <laughs> he has to go back. Look, three in a row? Uh-huh. You don't deserve to be here. Oh, it's consecutive. Come on, lemons. we're all hammered here. You can't you're getting hit by me? I'm sloshed. Yeah. Yeah. The citizenship <laughs> test is just a dodgeball game. Okay, so at a so we're we're living in, in the seventeen. We're living we're living in a drinking country. Real drunk. Real drunk or just at least resting buzzed yeah you're right resting daily like all day buzz and like fatigued right like you get tired day drinking you know how tired i get if i day drink but have you ever kept drinking though because i never have no that's the thing we're not drinkers we're not like alcoholics no yeah i wish we did more research (laughs) (laughs) i wish i had four years in my early 20s where i really could have spoke on this right (laughs) yeah i never really like over the course of days i've binge eaten over the course of days maybe binged eaten Oh, I thought binge man, that came out as one word. Binge eaten. I thought you were like I binge eaten from a couple of days. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, wow. I was just gonna nod ahead because I didn't know. <laughs> you know, when somebody says something cool and you're like, me too. <laughs> I've been all the time. He's googling b i n g e e t i n g. I pictured a j. Binge eaten. Binge eaten. Oh, apostrophe sorry. and apostrophe. Binge eaten. <laughs> 
Is that the Arab character in Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> That's when you do a bunch of meth and bake French pastries for two days. Bingeed. Bingeed. No, my God. The output after that, bingeed. Something about that crystal just makes me want to bake a croissant. <laughs> I bingeeded that last night. You know, that's how the pretzel was made. <laughs> I've been cheating. I've been cheating. <laughs> Smoking that pipe out a spoon. Now I'm whisking up those pastries. Uh, but no, I've never drank over the course of several days. But Even um, in college, you weren't like a... No, I mean, I've drank several days in a row, but not like constantly. Not like I oh, take a break a... and then you sleep or whatever. You get up, you eat, you coffee, you go for a walk. And then yeah, these people sounded like they were dipping their toothbrush in whiskey and brushing right. like that's before bed. Instead of a Colgate, you had a little bit of Jackie D's. And just, right. Swish. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of gargle it. Yeah. And just swallow it. Mm. Right. Mm. I'm tired. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is like young America, too. Yeah. Young America. You What's know, white that? America. Uh. <laughs> It could be one of your kids. Drunk America. Oh, shit. Heather looks pissed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Husbands were drinking. They were beating their wives. We're going to get into that as a big uh, one of the big goods of prohibition. Um, there were a lot of bads. But by about 1770, Americans consumed alcohol with every meal, which makes sense. If you're getting taxed for tea, sugar, you're like, this is bullshit. I'm going yeah. to the bar. OK. The, America, the American Revolution was being like, we got to organize. Yeah. We got to. You want to throw my? You guys want to hang out? You and like, <laughs> how about how about this? Tea in the sea. Who's with me? Tea in the sea. Everybody say I. Did he say P in the V? No. no he said P in later. The, later. After tea in the sea. Tea in the sea. Then P in the V. Uh, here, here. All right. Oh, looks like all we got are A's. Well, I guess we'll have to put the P in the A, boys. Um, and that's really how pride started. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I'm ready. <laughs> I wonder how many people were booting and rallying during the revolution. Just like, oh, shink, right into a red coat. <laughs> Throw up into the wound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people began the day with an eye opener, which I've oh, never you look heard that. Let me look. Did you know what it is? Oh, no. Let's look is it up. Is a specific type of drink? Uh, yeah, that's what I think it was, right? No, I think an eye opener is just like what you call drinking upon waking up. Well, I thought, oh, because a nightcap is a just nightcap a cocktail. A nightcap is just the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I don't think a nightcap is a specific drink. It's You're just, right, just a drink before bed. Yeah, you just have it a coo- you know give a cool name to it. Is there a name for the middle? Um, <laughs> I don't know. A midday mead. <laughs> oh, that's good. Midday mead. Yeah, mid mead. Well, what would it be like functionally? What do you mean functionally? You know, eye opener, nightcap. Oh, like a keeper going. Yeah, a, uh, a keeper going's good. Keeper Sutherland. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. A buzzkeeper. A, a buzzkeeper. <laughs> there keeper. we go. A little buzzkeeper. Buzzkeeper. Yeah, midday buzzkeeper. Midday buzzkeeper. We're just <laughs> drawing out plans of how to become an alcoholic <laughs> and rationalize just it. Just making fun. No, I need a buzzkeeper right now. No, I just need a quick little buzzkeeper. And you're killing it, so I'm going to need two. <laughs> you're a buzz killer. <laughs> how about you and me go out for a couple of buzzkeepers? A buzz saver? Jack, you have a problem. I was just trying to maintain the buzz. To infinity. And your mom. Sorry, that's <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. He is a handful. Seriously, is she single, though? <laughs> <laughs> Heard the husband died. What's the sitch? <laughs> Sorry about your dad, though. <laughs> Heard the she, like, open to it? She, like, she looks at me, right? <laughs> um, also, so how were babies? Did they know to not drink during pregnancy back then? I don't know. That would have been a... Well, some of the beer that they were drinking was less strong than the beer that we drink. There's even a thing that was called small beers, which is basically, you know when you brew like the same grounds of coffee and you get like kind of a diluted 
coffee. Sure. You're just like saving yeah. saving grounds. Dip, yeah, use the same tea bag again. So they would do that with like beer that had already kind of been brewed, but just like run the hops through again. And Got this it. beer that they would make from that would be like one to three percent, which would be called okay. small beers that like you gave to small people. <laughs> Come um, down to small beers. You must be this tall to drink. Yeah. It's like two feet. Yeah. Um, and in highly populated urban areas like London or some American cities, especially in the 1800s, populations are rising, but public sanitation is not. All waste, poop, pee, dead. Have you ever, I mean, it's kind of a miracle, private plumbing. Mm-hmm. Have you ever afterwards just looked in the bowl? No. What do you mean? Just after, after you, you go to the bathroom and it, you like it all, you flush and then the water... Oh, it goes just down. Just disappears. Yeah. That's uh, we take it such for granted. Yeah. But like all of that was going into your groundwater into in London, the River Thames, yeah. and that's just your drinking source. Yeah. So a lot of the times, beer, which you had to boil to make, would be more sanitary. Less poopy. Less poopy. Then maybe that was their motto: small beer, less poopy than water. Even like normal beer, like they were drinking because yeah. it was more healthy than just drinking the water. That's uh, you know, I I looked this up the other day. I saw it on TikTok. To be honest, you know why all the brownstones in New York have stoops? Yeah, I saw you wrote. This is it's why there's stoops. This is why there's stoops in New York because when they were when all the brownstones were built, there was so much horse poop all over the city uh-huh. that the stoop was built so you lived where there wasn't poop. Oh, above poop level. Above poop level. You gotta live and then the <laughs> servant entrance, you know, that's why all the brownstones have basements. Yes. That's the servant entrance. Those little so they live below corridors. poop level. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they really, you got, you really knew where you stood. BPL. Under the poop. That's like, uh, have you seen Parasite? No. All of the, uh, it's a, you know, all of Boon Joon Kim's movies oh, yeah. are about class, basically. Yeah. And there's a great scene where it's like really raining very hard and they're like descending. De- you see how far down they have to go from the rich home that they work at. And their whole house is flooded, like done. And there's like eruptions coming out of the toilet just because of that's how much water pressure there is. I just saw a TikTok on the way here. In North Korea, there's no homeless people because the government assigns housing. And the higher up, there's also no elevators and apartment buildings. Oh, man. And uh, the higher up you live in the building, the the poorer you are. I mean, you got a 19-story walk up. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty tough. No, yes. It's like you can't even bring your bike up there. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's uh, very brutal. brutal. Yeah, very brutal. And I guess you don't get to pick. Right. That sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, North Korea. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I canceled my flight as soon as I saw that. (laughs) Honey, we are not going here. (laughs) Well, think of all the stairs. I've heard it's beautiful, but (laughs) I don't don't abide by that. Um, Beer was healthier in some in in some urban areas than water it's a source of calories and yep. energy for people working all day it's not it's like super gatorade. potent it's like gatorade yeah exactly cholera was a huge problem um armies would used to drink as part of their daily rations soldiers in the u.s army had been receiving four ounces of whiskey which is like three shots a day uh, yes in the, <laughs> since wow. 19, uh, 1782 George Washington himself said the benefits arising from moderate use of strong liquor have been experienced in all armies and are not to be disputed. They listen more. I like that he's like preempting someone being like, are you sure? Shut the hell up. I'm George fucking Washington takes out his teeth. What, you want to go? Beats him with his teeth. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's like, did you get bitten by George? He's like, no, he just whips those things around (laughs) like a mace. He ties it to a string. (laughs) Just (laughs) cock. Yeah, they bite. Yeah. Don't have to wind these babies up. I would love to see Hamilton, the play, like the musical, if they were all drinking as much as they actually used to. You know what I mean? Everybody's yeah. like, I am not throwing away my <laughs> <laughs> shot. <laughs> also, the tolerance had to be crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because it's like some people, I mean, yeah, you probably just didn't feel it, right? If you're taking three shots every morning before you fucking stretch for the army. Or if you're just not marching, you're just drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I mean, it warms the belly. It was probably good for morale to be a little. Oh, definitely. At least little, you're getting a shot. Right. Out of everything. Yeah, you're going to get shots. So you might yeah, as well take a I few. Yeah, might as well take a shot. Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of the miracle elixir here. Yeah, I mean, people didn't seem to have a huge problem with it. Um, and yeah, there was a point. It did come to a head, I think. Here's the turning point. Yeah. Once we hit the 1800s, drinking becomes even more pervasive for a number of reasons, but mainly because Midwest corn farmers have all this corn grown domestically that they realize is going to be cheaper to distill into liquid assets than worry about sending it over to Europe on a ship. There's going to be spoilage. They're like, why export food when we could keep drink? Mm-hmm. Let's just turn this whole field into corn whiskey, boys. Wow. And so there, there was a huge proliferation of whiskey. By the 1820s, whiskey was 25 cents a gallon, making it the cheapest liquid that wasn't water. So it's cheaper than beer, wine, coffee, tea, milk. Wow. It's Yeah, it's insane. People are getting wasted. I There's mean... A, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to think of putting whiskey in their cereal. Exactly. Yeah, like, cheaper than milk, babe. Yeah. It's good. Baking. With Cheerios, it's good. Baking with whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honey rum Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> People are getting wasted. There's a huge industrial toll. Monday became widely understood as unofficial hangover day. Hilarious. Like half your factory wouldn't come in because the hangovers were so bad. And even during, this is the craziest part to me, even during work, people would drink. During the workday in many parts of America in the 1800s, the tolling of a town bell at 11 a.m. and 4 p.m. marked grog time, which was a time where you stopped what you were doing at your mill your factory, your tannery, and you took a drink of whatever you had, cider, beer, whiskey. It's like an Islamic call to prayer. Yeah. But and you know people are, uh, I mean, if that reminds me of like in high school, I was eating my lunch in second period. I didn't wait till lunch. Exa- if there's an allocated yes. time to do something, people are doing it all day regardless. Because right. you're like, look, I'm going to be, Yeah. the bell's coming. Yeah. I may as well get ready for it. Right. Yeah. I'm, this is my, I'm just going to drink for tomorrow's bell. Yeah. And then I just won't tomorrow. And then yeah. it just keeps tomorrow going. Tomorrow just keeps going. Right. No, trust me, guys. I'm actually four weeks ahead of the grog bell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very uh, I'm very productive in the. Yeah, I wonder if that's how some things got invented that we don't know about. Somebody Could was maybe. just hammered hammered at the tannery and they put some cow skin on a couch and they're like, uh, uh. that's how a leather couch <laughs> got fancy. invented. What's this animal skin doing on a couch? It's supposed to be velvet. They're Pretty cool, those right? Cow skin chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, no, no, they're gonna love this in New York. That's how antlers on the walls got invented. What yeah. the hell is this? Throw it up there. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, it's cool. Boss, lo- boss actually liked it. <laughs> Who would have thought? It ha- means you're a man. Yeah. So it's crazy that you're like. By the time you get to happy hour, you're you're already you're beyond happy. You're ecstatic mm. by five p.m. Yeah. You're you're already buzzed by eighteen thirty. People were drinking an average of seven gallons of ethanol. A year, which is about 20 gallons of 80 proof liquor. Wow. That's two bottles per person per week. Wow. And today we drink about uh, a third as much. And we're way more. I mean, they weren't hydrated at all back then. They weren't drinking the water because it was infected. No. I mean, they Michelle had to Obama be, had not told pit, us. That piss had to be brown. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. They actually just, that was the tap. Yeah. When, when, uh, when it ran out, they just had the drunkest guy piss in, back into the tap. And they're like, it's close. <laughs> it's pretty, and it's sterile. Yeah. Like, no wonder so many people were dying on construction sites. So they, you know what I mean? Like, you always read about, like, you know, 11 men died building this bridge. I'm like, how? Yeah. How are so many people dying it's building things? It's a walking bridge. And then it's like, every, were there not enough harnesses? Yeah. Was every were you just pushing your friends, just playing pranks? Tag, just, you're it. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, see ya. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Falls fifty stories under the New York streets. Yeah. They were lands d- on a horse, kills, explosion. <laughs> 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 right, right. The rats come drink your blood. Rats are immediately wasted. They're like, whoa. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were so, they were drunk. Yeah, everybody like, people was were hammered. drinking during work. You're ten stories up carrying a bushel of metal rebar. You're like, hey boss, here's a <laughs> stuff you ask for. Oh shit! That's probably what was actually because you know all the construction pictures is like them on a high beam with like a lunch pail. It was probably uh, just a bottle of whiskey. Yeah, you it know, wasn't it's in a the sandwich. You're always are like, eh, it's probably your wife making a nice salami sandwich in there. It's actually a metal sandwich. The picture is just a fake sandwich. It's yeah. a hollowed out fake sandwich <laughs> drink filled from with whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He never takes a bite, but he he always seems full. He always seems to be sipping that sandwich. Right, right. So so much drinking was happening, um, and. Yeah, outside observers of American culture, you know, like people who would come over from France or whatever, they'd be like, Americans drink for any occasion when they're happy, when yeah. they're sad, to celebrate, to at, mourn. Yeah, when at they noon. S- at noon, at yeah. night, by day, with a kite. <laughs> and uh, the, re- the main victims of a lot of this widespread drinking, which is happening mainly by men, mm-hmm. is families. Yes. Wives, women in general, and children. Yes. You want to get into that? I want to get right into it. Fast forward, we are now in the 1870s. America's been drunk for quite a while. Yep. Let's just say since America's been conceived, and even in the womb, this thing was drinking a lot of alcohol. Uh We're in the 1870s. The (laughs) wives... What time is it again? The 18... Say with me. 70s. 70s. All right. Specifically 1872. The wives are getting fed up of the husbands coming home drunk every day. They're not living up to be a father. They're not taking care of their kids. When I need him hard, he's soft. We got to put a stop to the alcohol. It's a problem. All of these wives get together. This first was uh, starting in Ohio, and they decided that they were going to protest outside of bars. Mm-hmm. The men heard of this stupid, dumb bitch wives' tale. I'm going to go ahead and. <laughs> I'm sorry. The men heard of this wife. <laughs> Let's keep that. Charles, out. that's implied. Yeah, sorry. That's like <laughs> that's a little redundant. <laughs> but yesterday I was like, yeah, Lucas got his MBA in business. I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, business is masters of business. Administrate business is fuck. Got You're it. Too stupid MBA. to even understand how dumb I was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. So they gathered out. So the Ohio they, women gathered outside. They bars. gathered outside and they thought they were going to protest. You know, they said they were going to protest and they right. did this by going out and doing pre- kneeling on their knees. Hot. Pretty <laughs> hot. Kneeling on their knees. <laughs> the worst response they don't want. Yeah. Hot. Nice. Stay down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice improvement, guys. Right. They're like, Jesus hey. fucking Christ. They love the don't, drinking. Yeah, don't pay attention to them. <laughs> I wonder how many t- how many men were coming to be like, nice on your knees like I need you. Sweet, right outside the bar for nice. convenience. Nice. It's like a urinal thing. You just they're go fi- and put it in. They're singing hymns. They're singing hymns. They're praying. How lame is that? They also, you know. Fahudore, fahudore. They should have gotten come booed. home and beat our kids. Well, they did do something, though. Apparently, they caused a little bit of a ruckus because the men, I don't know how dumb these men were, but it started, you know, it started, it was the bar. Assume everyone from this point on is drunk. Everybody's drunk, but the bar, they would twist the morale of the bar owners. Uh. They'd be like, look, this is bad. These women are out here. That's my (laughs) fucking wife. And she's protesting the bar. Everybody is hammered. (laughs) And eventually some of these bars would shut down. Other bars that didn't like that the women were doing this would call the fire department and have them spray them down with the hose. Wow. Can you imagine you just got some women praying outside and you're like, (laughs) bring out the hose. I think I see a fire. (laughs) 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 Wow. That's crazy. I don't know how high the water pressure was, but due to the quality of the water, some of those women probably (laughs) swallowed some and got colella, whatever it's called. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cholera Deville. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> Gruella. A lot of the women probably get UTIs from <laughs> yeah, that water. From the water. Jeez, could you imagine getting hosed today in like California? You're like, not the during the drought, no less. <laughs> this is unnecessary. Right. I'm this big of an inconvenience. You're willing to waste water on me? One guy brought out a cannon. A water? He brought out a cannon. Like a revolutionary war yeah, cannon? Like a, a real, yeah, this guy had this thing his dad fought in the war, <laughs> and he got it when he <laughs> died in the will. He brought out a cannon. With a with a wick that's three yards yeah, long, exactly. just so they can see this. Yeah, it took it nine days to blow up. The women were gone and actually ended up killing his horse. <laughs> oh, he forgot he let the fuse. <laughs> <laughs> Accidental cannonball through the town. It's like how many of those were whizzing alarm. Yeah, yeah. You wake oh, it's the weekend. You wake up at six a.m. Oh shit! You remember the last second? Nope. <laughs> Kills. Yeah, you just see it cuts to like right in front of your horse. A hole pops out, and it's just your face, like. Ugh. Yeah, and it just continues going through buildings. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gets on it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> they get booted out of town. I live here now. <laughs> yeah, I got. So that's how we moved. Yeah. I got cannonballed out. Thankfully, the cannonball got all of us in one. Yeah, <laughs> Me, yeah. my family, and my cat. Mm-hmm. It was like a magic carpet ride. <laughs> Neither, none of us were hurt. Oh, I forgot to say that What's when up? they banded together to do the protesting, it was called the Women's Crusade. That's okay. That I mean, the... Oh, the, I guess this is more important. The way, Yeah, this is the real women's thing. Is uh, See, all these women were... I mean, alcohol was a destructive force when it comes to families, marriages... You know, Friday night was fight night, dad edition. Yeah, Yeah, the whole family. You just went up against... It's like featuring your children against the reigning champion. Every single night. Every night, wasted dad raining down punches. A good quote about this that I saw in a documentary was, drinking started to become an act of masculinity that took away masculinity. Ooh, that's nice. Because you would drink to show that you're a man and that you could hang with the guys, but then you would be unable to perform the duties of a man. You couldn't provide for your family... You 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 mistreated your wife. You know, marital rape was prevalent during this time. You'd neglect or beat your kids. Yeah. Um, so but you were a man because you drank all the beer. And right. That's all that matters. Right. But you couldn't perform any of the tasks. It's like when you're high and you're like, I think I'm gonna get uh, everything done today and be productive, <laughs> and then you just end up high. That's right. But you're like, but I'm high. Yeah. You're like, this is what a man does. Yeah. He gets high and he loses. Yeah. Um, so the. A, a group of women formed just in like small gatherings at first, and then they kind of all band together under the Women's Christian Temperance Union from the 70s to the 90s, the WCTU, group of introverted women who claim you don't need to drink to have fun. Mm-hmm. They weren't great at parties, and they said, let's make a little book club. Okay? I kind of just like to chill. No, but they, they were pretty organized. Uh, they were headed up by Francis Willard. They did achieve some stuff. They mm-hmm. got education in school, in almost every school in the well, nation, the about drinking. Yeah, like but anti-drinking campaigns. Yeah, but it was like super propaganda drinking. It was like the whole. If well, you, sure, but it was probably to the kid. It probably go ahead. It was like what some of them was like. If you uh, it was uh, if you had alcohol, you were going to spontaneously combust. Right. It was stuff like if you have well, sex before marriage, you're going to hell. Right. But in like a more cartoonish you way. Weed, you're aller- yeah, you're allergic to weed. Like your yeah, dad told you're you. going to die. But it yeah. was like if you drink, you're going to explode. Uh, and you don't want to be exploded, right, kids? Yeah. You want to live a full life? 
Then don't drink like dad who hasn't exploded yet. But when he does, it's going to be huge. Yeah, we're going to move. Yeah, there will be no house to go back. So, to. I mean, they did. Yeah, they got some stuff. Also, this is one thing that I, they did. Uh, is, uh, well, for, they set up homes for in the drunk women because women were also women be drinking. Women as we be know drinking. this. Women also be drinking. Yep. They get into the dad's stash during the day. Let's just, you know, imagine the food's probably not. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, come oh, on. Yeah. Housewives. Pills, drunk around the I house. Mean, yeah. You got to be. I, yeah. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds great. Like what I do. Yeah. And it's fun. It's going to be good. Yeah. And I like it. And it's nice. And it's not worth stopping because no. I don't have a problem. No, I don't. It um, helps me. But one thing that kind of took me by surprise was they installed uh, drinking fountains in public parks. I thought those were there for like for the kids, but it's for the drunks. So you can get hydrated. Really? Yeah. The WCTU is responsible Set for Set up drinking, drinking fountains, fountains in public parks. Okay. Well, let's ask the burning question. Were they also behind the two, the set of drinking fountains for the whites? And the colores? I mean, I mean, how many, drink, how many drinking fountain laws did these women pass? Because one's good. Two might yeah, be bad. Two's, what if the... I like to think it was a hopeful way they did it. Let's not make it a negative thing. Maybe they were making the drinking fountains, and then one of the women in the Women's Christian Good People Temperance <laughs> Council said... What if a black guy wants a drink? And they go, we'll build him one, too. Yes. Thank you. Right. Uh, right. Mary. Are you mixed, by the way? You can't be, gotta be full. Uh, let me make a third one for <laughs> Mary. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so I did, no, I did not know that. They made water fountains? They put, they put water in fountains public in parks. public parks. So they didn't invent water fountains. No, I don't think. That would be if they These all were just women who didn't plumbers. get educated. <laughs> yeah, but we know how to do. Yeah. I know one thing: how to make a goddamn good casserole <laughs> so delicious that my husband doesn't beat me when he's drunk. That's one. And how to integrate a plumbing system. Yeah, I know an S bend <laughs> like the back of my hand. Uh, okay, well, I didn't know about all the propaganda, but they at least tried. They they got some education. Yeah, from no, it's better to go propaganda. The the way that the state. I mean, people did. Of, go ahead. Uh, how drunk men were. Right. They would prefer you have to go. You have to extreme. What is it? Extreme drastic, drastic, uh, desperate times call for de drastic me measures. De right. That's closer than what you were going to say. Desperate times. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this guy's on the defense. I'm on fire. He's obviously intimidated by me. I'm drunk. <laughs> desperate times calls for desperate measures, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a, a desperate measure. You have to be like, look, if you drink, your balls are going to fall I'll tell off. you what a desperate measure is. Old lady Carrie Nation. Carrie Nation is a fun lady to talk about. During all the uh, during all of the women organizing, there was a very old lady who <laughs> I forgot. How old? She, I, I couldn't find her age. Like 90. She did, and she, I hope that she... An uh, ageless let's, witch. Let me, let me give Carrie Nation... <laughs> the fact her name's Carrie Nation confused me so much. I know. Okay, so... She was 64 years old. I, I mean, why. look at this lady. She looks like a nun that quit the nunnery and kept the clothes. Wow. Look, there's a picture of her holding an axe. Yeah. What a badass. Wow. She's so she's so old in that one picture. She almost transcends race. <laughs> I don't you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying is she's very old, but I'm right by saying very old. Look how she's very old up here. It looks like she's been aged by the bottle as well. Yeah. And but it, that's not her M.O. She would, uh, yeah, she must have, the bottle must have betrayed her She at was some putting point. the Christian in Christian temperance. Yes. This lady thought she was on God's mission. Yep. She was in Kansas. She would take an axe and run into bars and saloons and just start hacking away at everything. And everybody was so drunk, confused. They ran. They would flee. Yeah. And she would tell these women uh, that were in like the women's Christian temperance movement. What, are they going to stay? 
No, that's Carrie. I it's think it'd be fine. kind of fun. Well, yeah, she has an axe. She probably tried. Is she swinging. gonna hit people? She, Did she ever hit people? I never read that she killed anybody, but I bet she. I bet she didn't want to kill people, but I bet she would. Right. Taunt. A little. <laughs> taunt. I'll do it. Huh? A little warning swing. Yeah. I, I I would somebody I mean I hope she was like a ninja like I hope she did was just like an old agile lady I picture yeah like Yoda just yes exactly yeah. because people had to have like tried to tackle her right she's doing backflips around the bar yeah <laughs> ching, ching. <laughs> the axe sounds like a lightsaber <laughs> for some she's making the noises yeah <laughs> <laughs> you made her sound deaf in that <laughs> no I was doing the lightsaber sound effect <laughs> just like she would have. <laughs> yeah, dude, she was crazy. She literally, they're like, what are you doing? She's like, God told me. Yeah. I love that as the excuse, too. If you oh. don't want to plead insanity, you can be like, no, I mean, God. I'm on a I mission. Yeah, I'm not in control of myself. Right. You guys remember Moses? Yeah. He told me. He told me. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's why they fled. They were like, look, God did it. God sent her on a mission. Mm. I mean, she was also dressed like a nun when she was. she for anything? No, she was just, uh, I forgot what happened to her. Um, Stay oh, in the neighborhood. She would tell women, you don't know what it's like. I think she was called like a smasher. Like Carrie Nation and the Smashers, and she told women. She had uh, a punk band. Yeah, she could be in a yeah, punk nun band. Nun punk. I would listen to that genre. In Cleveland, I saw a band called Nun Fist. That's cool. They're pretty good. And they look like a nuns. A man came out basically dressed in nun drag. That's a cool demon nun drag. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like right? pale face. It was cool. It was yeah. fun, and they were good. I got some video. I can put it on the Patreon. Actually, nice. I may have some of the demon uh, woman yeah. in it, but Let's I'll sell their work. Her out. Um, but she would tell women famously, it's like, you don't know what it's like to smash, smash, smash. Yeah. She's, so um, she's fully insane. So, uh, she's a crazy person. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't know. I think she was just at wit's end. Yeah. I mean, that's I a synonym <laughs> for crazy. <laughs> I'm for, her. I'm pro carry nation. I think it's a good thing. I'm not for or against. I just think she's kind of a nut. That's fine. Um, so now we're getting to the, now we're getting to the part where, uh, what? Wayne is about to come in here. So the, the women's movement is going to recede. I think the Women's Christian Temperance Union was around until the 1890s, but all good things must come to an end. <laughs> Sadly, yeah, Carrie Nation yep, had to go home because while these women were away on tour just pillaging saloons, <laughs> no, while they were knee, kneeing and, kneeling and praying. They tour were on the road. 1891 uh, kneeing and praying tour. Ooh, what would we call that tour? The Smashers tour? Yeah, probably. Smasher store. Smasher smack back. These men smack. were left to be at home with their own devices. They don't have any knowledge. They don't know what's going on. They're calling up their wives like, babe, I ran out of cats to cook. What do I eat? What's going on here? Also, one of the kids is still in the bathtub. It's been a few days. He's at the bottom. I don't know what that means. Is he a swimmer? I think he's sleeping. He hasn't cried in days. I told him to eat. I threw him the toaster. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> Babe, I, even, I hope you're getting this toasters. letter. What? It's like a 30-pound <laughs> <laughs> wrecking ball. Those things, I mean, they only get more sleek as time goes on. Yeah, but they could still only toast the tiniest piece of bread. Right, yeah, you're toasting a cheese <laughs> like it every a time. Old supercomputer. You have to wind it up like you're yeah. starting an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep going to get it hotter. Yeah. I can never toast it all the way through. I'm not strong enough yet. <laughs> My dad can really burn a piece of bread. Kids are... <laughs> Kids are at school. Oh yeah, dude, he singes the whole. It's all. It's black when it comes. I heard out. your dad's toast is chewy. Because <laughs> he can't. Your dad's toast is still bread. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, breadwinner. 
Mine's a toast maker. Yeah, I'd bring the toast home. Toastmaster. <laughs> I'd burn up the toast. Toastmaster. There we go. Yeah, Toastmaster. So the women have no choice but to go home and save their kids from their fathers. Yeah. And they have to retreat. It's never good when dad's making lunch like for a long oh, time. Oh, it's terrible. You go from having a nice uh, sandwich with the, your favorite cheese to a banana and a quarter and a sack. It's really the difference between like a full-timer and like a temp employee. Who doesn't? Like who's like on his? Who's also was like it's his last day? He's yeah, like, I know. He's like, no, I'm gonna be here a week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your mom's just I don't know going through chemo or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I have no idea I don't what they're pry. doing. Your mom said she had chemo. I don't pry. Yeah, I can't read, so she, I know she know, wrote me a letter. Boundaries. Yeah, they're important. I let her free. If she loves me, she'll come back. Right. Anyway, I'm fucking her sister. Yeah, she's uh, has to drive home herself. <laughs> just dri- she can't drive. I'll tell you that. Didn't let her take the horse. Um, so the WCTU, they make some progress, but they don't actually enact any laws, you know, and, uh, they achieve, uh, they have some nice meetings, some nice chats, but if you want to get stuff done, you, you gotta leave it some men. Look, that's not our opinion. Those are the cold hard facts. That's just what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is, it is true. I don't know if you guys have realized by now, but we're starting to realize that women, not very powerful. No. Not a lot of power. They can get history. on their knees and pray. Right. But uh, that's the height of their protest, uh, except for an axe swinging. Yeah, I, I like that she had some chutzpah, Carrie. Carrie had some chutzpah to swing that axe. But yeah. in terms of actual legislation and, <laughs> and progress, and progress and, you know, real stuff. Uh, you got to turn to the Anti-Saloon League. The League. Which was led by this guy, a famous lobbyist, Wayne Wheeler. Who may have been, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, I think he's the reason Prohibition ever became a law or an amendment. Yeah. He Time p- person of the year. This guy. Oh, yeah. He you looks know, like kind of like cover Hitler of was. A, he looks like a, yes. Right. It's like right. not per- really good that he, but it's it, he is impactful. A little ominous, but you're like. A little yeah. ominous, but he, he captures the times. He tricked the nation. Yeah. He got everybody. So Wayne Wheeler, we're going to learn about. He basically pushed Prohibition into the country, and he did it well. He did it with, first of all, this guy's against alcohol because what was it he blamed a child oh my god we got his so origin story so funny so funny he uh apparently you want to say it you want to tell it yeah he has this story where that if it's his uh well i mean hold i on. can do it I if you want. yeah you hit. he has a story and this is like his lobbyist spiel like so wayne wheeler is a very effective lobbyist who can get votes for politicians and really just uh control the uh, a political system pressure like, politics yeah he, he really knows a lot of pressure he knows what he's doing yeah apparently though if his lobbying tactics weren't working to get someone on his side he would wheel out this story about when he was a kid he was there was this drunk farmhand on his family's like dr- a drunk hired help with a pitchfork just you know swaggering around his uh, farm or whatever and he just slips and like stabs Wayne in the leg, which convinces him of the evils of alcohol. Mm-hmm. You sure, know? it was the leg, buddy. Sounds like he got molested. Let's say that. Why don't you go ahead and say that? That's a lie if I ever heard uh, one, also, Wayne. Yeah. Come on, just say what happened, dude. I don't even know if he grew up on a farm. I'm gonna be honest. As I was say, saying, uh, farm. I'm yeah. like, I don't think he. I did. I think he probably grew up in the Five Points, New York, and had a tough time. Uh huh. And got a six point. <laughs> Chopped up his uh, in his lower Manhattan, <laughs> <laughs> Lower East Side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was so that was his uh, Batman story. That's yeah, his one of Bruce it. Wayne Wheeler origin story is yeah. that he got wounded somehow by a drunk handyman. Sure, which could <laughs> so funny. I don't believe you're it like for no a one would go so Wayne. far and commit their life if it was only a pitchfork yeah, stabbing. No, it had to be worse. Yeah, that's just an accident. He fucked my mom. Yeah, I mean. 
You would forgive somebody for a pitchfork stab in the leg. <laughs> Any day. Kind of sounds like a bitch if that yeah. is the case. And just he, let it go, buddy. He kinda, he it's definitely, just a pitchfork. Uh, Wayne, I'm sorry, but I'm sensing a little bit of SDE. Small dick energy, Wayne. Yeah, he does have he a lot blames, of He blames he has permanent whiskey dick. This is why. I had the first time I drank, I couldn't get it up, and now it's stuck it's like that. It's actually communicable. The guy that stabbed me with a fitch, a fitch pork, <laughs> the bitch pork, he had whiskey dick, and now I have it for life. It's like when a vampire bites you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, fitch pork, I would see that band live <laughs> anywhere they toured. Yeah, they're sold out. Anywhere. Instantly. Uh, what, you hear uh, fitch pork's coming to town? We should. We do fitch need to start pork. that band. That's the best band name. Definitely okay. Ska. <laughs> uh, we, of, I want to tell you. I want to tell you about Wayne. A uh, lot of brass. Yeah, nice. Tell me about Wayne. I just want to tell you about his tactics a little bit. So he would go and he would just kind of play all. He did what kind of Trump did. He would just go and placate and pander to any group. Win. Yeah, he <laughs> he did. Uh, he did win. <laughs> he would say anything the group wanted to hear. Like he would take. Uh, he would get an immigrant in front of the Im- and go in front of a group <laughs> of immigrants and be like, "Hey, this is our brother. Right. This man came on the boat with you. Don't you guys want to succeed in America?" And they're like, "Yeah." And they're like, well, look, alcohol is going to ruin your succeeding in America. Right. And then he's going to hold go, you back. And then he would go to the, uh, you know, let's just say another group like the build uh, the Republicans and just be like, hey, you know, these immigrants are coming over. You guys hate immigrants, right? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. Well, he had a good thing going with, with the fact that alcohol was really disrupting a lot of like family life. Yes. Was, you know, if people were drunk, then you weren't employable so yeah. it was ruining like uh immigrant communities in terms of like uh, unemployment mm-hmm. so he had a lot of arguments that he leveraged for each of these different groups but some of those including argu- the kkk yeah he would go to the kkk be like you guys hate blacks right guess what alcohol does galvanizes them <laughs> right makes them bigger better blacker yeah yeah, so he would do that, but then eventually, which the the didn't whole he use the KKK as his like enforcement for like oh I didn't read that yeah he would get them on his side okay right but he he's a lobbyist he's a politician so he can't be connected with law breaking activities like property destruction so he would employ the KKK it's just this is crazy to like go and harass people at illegal bars even if the wow yeah yeah. And the KKK were already a violent organization. Yeah. And if they could, you know, use that as an excuse to, like, get a black patron or something, then they would do that. Oh, but, uh, my goodness. But it's fucked. Yeah, I know. Yeah, show me Evil, who you, pure. Show me who you walk with, I'll show you who you are. Wow, yeah. And Wayne Wheeler was mm. a... I'm going to say, he wasn't a good guy. <laughs> Not a great guy. <laughs> Wayne? Very persistent. You're right. Big small dick energy. A guy who's... Why are you working so hard? Yeah, what is... Yeah, exactly. They called him what a locomotive in trousers, which he certainly didn't have no, in his trousers. No, definitely not. No, this guy had caboose. a caboose of, at best. <laughs> a caboose at best. Yeah. <laughs> so then he would... But he, then, at, best. at best. One of those little train cars yeah. where it's two guys, and you're just, just hauling down a lever. Which, where are those guys going? I don't know. I think they're just uh, skipping town with it. <laughs> I want to skip That's town, town, but I don't skipper. have anybody who wants to skip it with me. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get caught. Let's see. I'm too. I can't do it by myself. <laughs> they pull up to you on a horse. All right, sir. Can you please stop pumping? Yeah. Ah, ah, I'm getting away. You're going five miles an hour. Triceps are burning. He's walking next to you, sir. Can you please get off? You know the tracks don't go anywhere. You're on the wrong <laughs> rail. This is just for the mail to be from the post office to the neighborhood. Ends a block up. I'll just yeah, walk you there. I'll see you there. <laughs> do you want any water or grog? <laughs> You need some electrolytes, <laughs> ding, dude. Ding, ding, ding. Um, they both take a break. He arrests him. Aha, gotcha. Gotcha, dude. So, what do you think? I was on your side? That's why I always do patrol at 4 p.m. It's cannonball comes through, kills them both. <laughs> <laughs> Random cannonball. Uh, but Wayne, so he would get End all scene. this. 
He'd get all the he would get all the support from basically all the communities, including the KKK, which yeah. you got to cover all your bases. And now <laughs> he would start. <laughs> is, that, is that our motto? <laughs> yeah. But he would get everybody's support. And then he would have a vote influence. Yeah. So now people in politics, whether it's the city council or all the way up, would be afraid afraid to admit that they were in favor of alcohol because yeah. now the tides are turning. So the politicians would either be replaced with people that were on Wayne Wheeler's uh, within his control. Right. Or if they weren't within his control, they would be like, look, the popu- popular opinion is like, I don't drink alcohol. And Wayne would be like, that's right. So he's now changing uh, American politics, not just him, but no, the he whole. Is. The, I mean, I the mean, ASL, but he's there. He's spearheading all of yes. this. Yes. Very, uh, very impressive. He's biking fellow cyclists from yeah. town to town, which I do high. Uh, he's yeah, he's cycling everywhere, like handing out letters, like drinking's bad, drinking's bad. Very driven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very driven. and smart. He's a lawyer, so yeah. he knows how to write laws. And, all these, and then he goes. Go, he knows lawyer. how to get shit passed. He knows how to convince people to do things. He's also convincing a bunch of drunk townspeople to do things. Like it can't be that hard. Well, he's also Maybe talking it, to. I mean, no, he has like, cases to make. He's talking to battered women. He's talking to m- mothers of you know deadbeat immigrant sons. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's talking yeah. to all these groups who could benefit from prohibition so he's you know he's kind of but w- the genius of wayne wheeler is that he didn't have to control the majority of votes he played a game of minorities which is where you just convince you you need to get certain people to outvote just barely yeah another politician like an incumbent politician um to replace a wet guy with a dry guy mm-hmm. and then if you have enough dry guys in there then it doesn't really matter what the popular vote is because you have enough votes yeah. in congress to pass it which is ultimately how he achieved the 18th Amendment. But this guy was like the one time they wanted an Ohio governor out just because just because he was tweaking parts of a bill that made town by town prohibition legal in Ohio. So the bill that was proposed was we're going to make local prohibition town by town. You know what I mean? Overland okay, okay, can okay. be sober, but but uh, Columbus can be wet if you want. That was the bill. This guy tweaked it to make it enforceable just like workable and they staged 300 anti-governor rallies and Woo! ended his political career wow he was quick to cancel he's like there's a period here and wayne's like fuck this guy yeah this he, guy's the devil and he's drunk right now that's right he's like let's kill him yeah let's get him the hell out of here wayne honestly most impressive person i've read about uh recently very to effective get very very effective, very right. effective. We could probably go to uh the breakout world, of world war one yeah so then now we're in 1917 world war one breaks out which is just perfect for wayney yeah. This is going to fall right into his lap. Now everything in the country is going to uh, turn towards prohibition because this is against Germany. And a lot of the brewers and the big beer manufacturers are German. <laughs> what? Big beer, baby. Why'd you laugh? No, it's it's true. It's just silly. I just think it's silly. Yeah, so, I mean, this is when now American propaganda is coming into the thing. where It's like, 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 let's fight them on the food front. Yeah. The food and beverage oh, front. More. That is so we'll funny. fight them at, uh, in sea and air and... At the grocery store. <laughs> they renamed things. I think this was the first instance of being like, you know, we grew up with uh, when 9-11 happened, they started calling them Freedom Fries. Right. Which uh, I still when call When 9-11 them. happened. That's, I think that was the first instance that <laughs> I, I remember. that was it. like World War II. Oh, really? I yeah. Guess, I guess that was, uh, I think back, the first time I ever heard Freedom Fries was like, put, was 9-11. And, uh, right? No, I would think like you'd call hummus like uh, Freedom Spread. Freedoms, you know, um, so they're rebranding. I mean, sauerkraut was called yeah. Liberty Cabbage, uh, you know, and now America starts to boycott German everything. Everything. There was a, there was a guy in Wisconsin. This this guy, John Strange, 
Doctor Strange. These last names are great back then. It's insane. When you could just pick a word that's cool and not have to have like a stupid made up name. I love the I love the, yeah I love the uh, the names of the gangs which we'll get into. Yeah. Like the Brooklyn Rippers. Yeah. You know? Very cool. You know the the the, the fast gerbils and the and the rackets. <laughs> Whatever. This guy John Strange summed it up. We have German enemies across the water. We have German enemies in this country too. And the worst of all our German enemies, the most treacherous, the most menacing, are Pap Schlitz, Blotz, and Miller. Also, I'm coming up with my own beer, Strange Brewing Company. Go ahead. <laughs> Strange IPA. I'm an ally. Yeah. Strange IPA. That's good. That's not bad. So the 18th Amendment was proposed by Congress uh, in 1917, at which point the war is three years in. What's up? No, you're right. What? America is inching more and more towards the idea that prohibition is needed. Most of the country is prohibition. <laughs> Yeah. They're anti-inhibition. Welcome to the podcast. They're prohibition. They're prohibition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel the... <laughs> what's that song? You know what I'm the... Feel the rain on your skin? Yeah, the... No release your prohibitions. <laughs> drink water only. Just ask if they have some lemon tea is very good as well. You won't go. Go to hell if you don't drink alcohol today. All right. Anyway, nice. America hates nice. America hates Germany. America is officially being more pro-hib mm-hmm. compared to anti-hib. Yeah. The big challenge in America and for Wayne Wheeler, if they really want to get prohibition solidified, there is a big money gap for Wayne to solve. America is making 40 well the government's making 40% of its income based off of alcohol Crazy. sales. And then Wayne does have a drawing board that he's going to go ahead and go back to. Because this guy, <laughs> along with the Anti-Saloon League, there's probably another. This might be a little bit of a... I bet there's an overshadowed person who helped this law come into play that we're going to have to find out. <laughs> we're digging out. too deep the into anti- the shadows. Okay, let's scratch all that. Wayne goes back to the drawing board with the Anti-Saloon League. He uh-huh. proposes to the government, hey, hey, we just came up. You up? I'm hey, up. government, you up? <laughs> I'm up. What's up? Guess what? Yeah? We just came up with the perfect way to make sure this becomes a dry country. Don't send me your balls again. No, dude. <laughs> First of all, you said you liked it. I, I did. Just not again. I just, I'm just i full up on your balls. How well, are we going to make this a dry country? Then? Well, you ever heard of, uh, you know the thing we uh, escaped from uh, the motherland from and hate a lot? Taxes? Yeah. So what if we, you and me, uh-huh. decide to tax the public, not us, the public 40% just make up for the gap. And they're like, that's a great idea, Wayne. You're the best person who's ever lived. Come over right now and send me another pick of your balls. <laughs> they didn't tax on 40%, though. I, th- I don't think it was 40%. I think it was enough to kind of bridge the gap. Right. With, like, look, we can bridge this gap and you'll be fine. And it's going to be a dry country. Yeah, and they, need, they like, needed enough revenue to make up for the, f- the, the revenue loss from Prohibition, giving you no alcohol tax revenue anymore. So but they... So with it, no, I'm just saying, thinking with the income tax, you know, this is a hundred years past becoming a new country because you hated taxes. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, no, we're going to not. So two things. No more drinking. Yeah. And, you know, the money you make, we take some now because that's better. now. Welcome to America. Yeah. No beer. (laughs) Yeah. You can't even drink your sorrows away about the income tax. What was the 17th Amendment? Because the 16th is income tax can be uh, apportioned on different states. The 17th is allow voters to cast direct votes for U.S. senators. I wonder if that helped Wayne as well. But um, Oh, I'd say so. Probably, yeah. But the, uh, yeah, so the income tax is the 16th Amendment. Now you can cast votes for individual senators. And then the 18th Amendment is, uh, is, is prohibition. So they've solved the, 
money problem. Oh, and the war helps. Yes, huge. Big. During the war, they reallocated a lot of the crops that were going to alcohol. Remember, it was like easy to store and transport and sell distilled corn whiskey. Uh, now that all had to go to the troops as food, which mm-hmm. Washington would have hated. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? He's like ruining. You, <laughs> you, this rum's not done. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I ordered a cake and I got batter in the mail. <laughs> I got to make this myself. They have stills on the battlefield. Uh, he's like, these soldiers need to be a little lit up. Yeah. They're they about g- to be. Yeah. They're going to die. Yeah. They rats are going to eat. Rats are eating my toes as I eat this letter. Give them their corn and whiskey for them. That's funny. Okay. But because th- World War One, I, I mean, it was the worst conflict that's ever been. It was old tactics. Trench warfare. It was old tactics. So like mass soldiers, but new horrifying weapons. Yeah. So like mowing people down. Fucked up. Like gaining no ground. So yeah, Woodrow Wilson's like, give them corn. Washington's like, give them whiskey. The yeah. Thebans are like, these soldiers need cum. <laughs> that's how you keep a man's spirits who said, up. Who said that? The sacred band of thieves. Uh, the Thebans. If you're a true overshadowed listener, you got that joke. That was nice. Thanks. Welcome. But you're gonna get a lot of callbacks from other. If you're truly autistic, yeah, you, you can't connected those dots <laughs> because it's on well, our Patreon. Check out the Pride episode if you want to get that joke and come back. And also, tell us what we you say thought. a truly autistic with no offense intended, but we got a comment on a YouTube video that was probably from somebody on that side of town. <laughs> <laughs> he lives on the other side of the tracks. What was the comment? It was I. I, I want you guys to fart so much that it smells really really bad yeah i want somebody to cut the cheese so hard that it smells really really bad i have it tattooed on my back right but, uh, for engagement i love com- the comment yeah. and replied thank you for your support yeah that's Please great check out our patreon oh also this i don't know if we need to put this in the episode but the the breweries did try to uh fight back with propaganda of their own the be- the german beer companies oh, they yeah. were making posters that were saying basically they were saying got milk they were saying like got beer be- Beer's healthy. Ah. It's a nutrition, like it's a protein shake. Yeah. And then they had a little picture in the corner of uh, a drawing of a dad giving beer to its baby. Being like, you can all remember, you can also feed remember. it to your baby. <laughs> babies. It's baby food. What are these babies are going to start shaking. Babies. <laughs> baby, you can't just stop giving your baby bourbon. It's going to have the shakes. No. A, a sober baby is a baby nobody wants. <laughs> it's the BBB. The better bourbon baby. Bureau for Bourbon the Babies. Bureau for Better Bourbon Babies. The okay, so now uh, Wayne Wheeler gets his way. He's got the tax thing passed. He's got this whole thing. Everybody's in the wheel. And the 18th Amendment is passed. The 18th Amendment to the United States Constitution yeah. prohibited, prohibish, the production, <laughs> sale, and transport of intoxicated liquors. But it did not define intoxicated liquors. Intoxicating, so that right? Intoxicating Intoxic- liquor, yeah. Intoxicating. These liquors were drunk. <laughs> These liquors were hammered. You gotta have so sober liquors. People were fine. The public was fine with this because they're like, sure, what's an intoxicating liquor? And then Wayne, <laughs> you know, whatever. I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Who's reading these things? These liquors are intoxicated. Amendments. I'm an intoxicated male. Yeah. Um, so everybody's like, sure, whatever the fuck. I'm still going to drink my bourbon because bourbon's a nutritional shake that I get from the German beer companies. <laughs> from the YMCA. It doesn't intoxicate me at all. It actually helps with my bone density and hair on my chest. Okay. It's the best thing I can drink. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Wayne is like Wayne gets his way. Wayne gets his way, and he goes, "Oh, public, I'm gonna pass another uh, an act that clarifies what intoxicating liquor is." Him, the Anti Saloon League, yep. get together, pass the Volstead Act, which defines intoxicated beverages as liquor, beer, and wine. 
Also, it acts to regulate the manufacture, production, use, and sale of high-proof spirits. It ensures ample supply of alcohol and to promote it in its scientific research and development of fuel and other lawful industries. So it's basically being like, look, alcohol is only used for science, maybe. But... The prop. What's up? The problem with the Volstead Act is there was a lot of loopholes baked into everything, and right. they're very, very funny. I don't know why this was. B- th- Mike, before we get into loopholes, you know what they are, right? Yeah. Is, uh, what a loophole? I don't know. No, like these specific ones. I think I. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't know why they would be in the Volstead Act if it was drafted by Wayne Wheeler. You because he was so anti-alcohol. Got a conspiracy brewing there, here, folks. Why would there be? Why would there be loopholes in it if he drafted this bill? Well, th- I mean, a loophole is something that's not intended to be exploited. You know what I mean? It's n- it's not like they're putting in little cheat codes for the for the wets to come in and just <laughs> legally brew moonshine yeah. by calling it medicine. I guess, but I just feel but like that's he, what happens. I f- he was so smart. Yeah, but I think I mean, you need out uh, No, I disagree. I don't think he put loopholes in there. You need alcohol to for the, for the, for scientific research, chemistry and medicine, uh-huh. right? And so this one guy George Remus, who I love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, Wait, let's do the Okay, go ahead. Do you want to do I want to sh- do the loopholes first cuz okay, George Remus okay. is after that. Fair enough. Okay. So, let's well, just say that uh, people people would I mean, sacramental wines were permitted. Sure. So people were brewing the blood of Christ or not brewing, but uh, how do you make wine? Fermenting. Yeah. The blood but they were making like ports Port blood of Christ, sherry Jesus's blood, Jesus IPA, G- right? Je- yeah, Chaps, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, the blood of Jesus, Sauvignon Christ, <laughs> Sauvignon Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. they, they you could buy uh, alcohol from like Rite Aid as like doctors would prescribe medicine that was just alcohol. Yeah, it, they'd just be like, it's like I doc, I got a headache, and he's like, you know, it's gonna cure that. Yeah. A bottle of bourbon. Some Jim Beam a pan. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to need some, uh, wait, wait. some, 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 well, uh, some well drinking. Yeah, well drinking. <laughs> <laughs> rabbis were popping up because evidently rabbis Rab- could have liquor for so why? Rabbis could have liquor for Do religious purposes. I don't know why the rabbis. They're not drinking the blood of Christ. No, but they. He's c- just a carpenter to them. <laughs> So a lot of, but the funny thing is a lot of people would convert to Judaism and then become a rabbi so they could get access to alcohol and then sell it. Right. Which to who will learn about to George Remus's this guy really was the smartest one of them all. Oh yeah. Like uh, people were converting. Can we like, just jump to him real quick? Do you not want to? Why do you not I want to? Okay, let me no, let's get to let's what he did. Okay, let's do the you could get alcohol for medicinal purposes, yeah. religious purposes, right. and then there's just people doing it illegally, like moonshine, having st- illegal stills and fermenting and brewing their own right, alcohol. Just going out of the woods and just, just cooking. Tell you, but you could also get alcohol breaking booze. The alcohol that you had before prohibition went into place yeah. was not counted as illegal. True. So George Re- a lot of these people were finding ways to go and collect that alcohol and be like, "Look, this was before oh. prohibition and then they would sell it off illegally you and know, make money bar, from that." You know one bar, one social club, I think uh, in New York had enough liquor to last the whole 14 years prohibition was Wow. <laughs> yeah, amazing. They never had to like illegally buy anything. Yeah. So a lot of other people that would convert to moonshining and the illegal business of uh Selling and transporting alcohol, which we'll get into, is the mobsters really took over that pretty quickly. They got, you know, they got their fucking guns sunk into moonshining mm-hmm. and speakeasies and things like that. But a lot of policemen and lawyers who would see criminals get arrested and go to court and easily make the bail money because they were so <laughs> rich 
were like, fuck this. I work for the city. I'm a policeman. I get no respect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just become. I'll become Rodney Dangerfield, famous yeah. stand-up comedian yeah. with no respect. They're like, I'll just be a criminal and make way more money because I know how to get around the system now. Yeah. And George Remus, take it away, was a, the best example of this man oh, or this yeah. type of person. George Remus was a lawyer, right? He was a lawyer and he kept defending people who were like rich criminals. And he was like, fuck this. I'm defending people that are rich. How are you paying me? Yeah. Yeah. You're an idiot. Right. I yeah. thought you were like a, a, a stupid criminal who got caught, but you're like a millionaire. It's like now when your friends that were idiots kind of they're like, dude, I own a dispensary. And you're like, what? Yeah. You're like, yeah, I own a yacht now. And yeah. Like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's on my yacht. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which would have been a loophole. You could have like offshore. Yes. Like booze cruises. Also, yeah, they, there was a place to the East Coast uh, just outside America's Maritime Laws that were just uh, shit. I love how you say Maritime. Maritime. It's the first time I ever said it. What do you say? Maritime? I thought you said I feel like I've heard you say Maritime. I'm a little high. I'm a little <laughs> merry right now. You're a little merry. Um, yeah, I, I could tell. It's called Rum Row. Yeah, anyway. I've been calling, we've all thought Charles was a merry for quite a long time. Um, <laughs> he had all this liquor pre-prohibition, but he couldn't sell it. So this guy exploited the medicinal use uh, provision for liquor by basically creating a shell company that was like a medical supply company that wasn't real. He would transport goods, you know, alcohol, medicinal, in heavy quotes, alcohol, to cities, and then he would pay people to, f to rob the trucks, take the alcohol, and then sell it illegally as, like, consumable alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, George Remus, you know, smart guy, lawyer, all that stuff that you just covered. But eventually, you know, he becomes a millionaire. He gets a mansion. He lives living like Scarface, La Vida Loca. He's got a wife. Hopefully, she's pretty hot. This guy's oh, now... So he's really successful with this. He's very successful. Okay. He's eventually, he gets caught. He gets sentenced to two years in jail. He tells his wife, hey... Not bad. Not bad. You're a million, you're mega millionaire. Just do the time. Just do the time. You're probably just sitting in jail. It's not like you're getting dropping the soap yet. I can imagine. Right. When I hand. picture jail back then, everyone's I, probably sh got the shakes from alcoholism. Yeah. There's probably a lot of yeah, prison going on <laughs> from all the shakes. And uh, his he tells his uh, tells his wife. Anyway, I'm not gonna <laughs> feed into that, dude. No, no, no. While he's in jail, his wife says, "Hey, I'll wait for you." He does not. He, you know, she finds another guy, mm. cheats uh -oh. on him. Uh oh. Remus gets out of jail is surprised that the wife would do this. She takes everything out of his house. He's left empty in his big mansion with no furniture He comes in it. back to an empty home? I think so. I think they take everything. Oh, that's brutal. And then he just cries. One day, he's, you know, he's a sad boy. <laughs> what is he, me and a threesome? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he <laughs> wasn't the object. The Patreon if yeah, you except the threesome that. broke up with him and she left. That's yeah, yeah. Eventually, it's just going to be, that's what's happening. Damn, first I get soft and then I get left. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to predict your future. And it'll never be right. <laughs> And uh, he's okay. Well, that's pretty dirty. Then the wife did him. The wife dirty. did him dirty. Yeah. I mean, I thought you know. Well, okay. Keep going. Because um, I had a worse picture of George based on what happens next. It could have been worse. I mean, who knew? Who well, kn who what happens yeah. next? What happens next is George sees the wife and the new man get in, uh, get into a cab one day. Clearly off the street. Her. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he just randomly happens about them. Uh -huh. And uh, he jumps into a cab and he goes, "Run that cab off the road." That guy's cab driver's probably hammered, and he's like, "Sure thing." Yeah, was I'm, gonna do that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I kill three people a day. It'd be way more if I wasn't drinking this bourbon. This shit helps me see better. <laughs> so he runs him off. He runs him off the road, and then uh, the wife gets out of the car in the crash. George Remus goes up to his wife uh -huh. one final time and gives her the kiss of death. Shoots her in the back of the head, execution <laughs> oh my style. God. Kills her. I mean, you can't blame him for being that yeah. angry. I mean, I'm not gonna blame the. We don't want to criticize. What is it? We don't want to criticize the the feeling. 
You want to criticize the behavior. Yeah. Okay, the feeling is valid. The behavior is not. No, the behavior is Don't execution yeah, style. Shoot your wife on the side of uh, Nostrand Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Where, uh, where, where was he, by the way? I think this was... It's ooh, in the South? I don't know. I just He's got bourbon. Uh, Indiana. So he gets Okay, so he sh- shows, <laughs> shoots what his wife. Is, what does he do to the other guy? I don't know about with? the other wife. What about I don't his know about wife? The guy. Yeah. What about that guy's wife? I don't know. I think he maybe escapes because I couldn't find anything about the guy. I heard that he just kills the wife. Okay. He's oh, arrested. Okay. He's yeah. Now he has to go to court. Luckily. He shot his wife in broad daylight. Yeah, which uh, people saw. And uh-huh. uh, maybe there was a couple of... I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's wild that... Emphasis on broad. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to court. He represents himself because he's a lawyer. Because he <laughs> he's a lawman. Because he's a lawman. He doesn't need anybody. Just another day. He does it all. Uh-huh. He goes, oh, this shit, I used to do this all the time and get people off like me scot-free. Right. And he goes, this is what Scotch I'm going to do. <laughs> that was part of the prohibition. You had to change scotch-free to scot-free. Oh, what a, what a time. Uh, led by uh, scot-free. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's like happy holidays. I still say scotch-free in this household, okay? <laughs> it's scotch tape. <laughs> Not scotch tape. Oh, uh, man, his sales would plummet. The scotch tape guy, he's like, no, uh, it's just tape. Yeah, it's just a pattern. It's, uh, you're a, what you're doing in here is wrong, yeah. and it's illegal. Yeah. And you beat your wife. Make a cake for the gays on their wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so he's defending himself. He's defending That's himself, but he awesome. also has the genius idea of uh, pleading insanity. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. he goes and he defends himself. That's and gives a thin a line. There he gives he's an eloquent <laughs> defense. Yeah. And then he would go back to his desk to go, oh, he would cry. He would sob. He, could, <laughs> and he would go, I'm insane. And as you'll see here, that's why my client is clearly insane. Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes the stand. Ah, I see dead people. <laughs> really? And this is the TV. This guy's putting on a one-man show. Yeah. So he wins the jury over. He should over. be at Fringe. They go, yeah, he should go to Edinburgh, yeah. this guy. I mean, he really was a man of many talents. That is so funny, him being like, as, as you'll see, my client has clearly lost his wits. <laughs> anyway. No further questions. Me. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he wins the jury Does over. Does anybody smell squirrels? <laughs> what? <laughs> this guy's nuts. I bet there were people like outside. Be like, I Objection, your honor, relevance. He's like, pleading insanity. It's all relevant. <laughs> it's all relevant here. Um, everything. Okay, wow. So how did that go? The jury gives him a verdict of, can you guess it? I mean... Not guilty, yeah. baby. The He's crowd a good lawyer. goes wild. They <laughs> hoist him up on his, the fucking shoulders. They crowd surf him the town. They bring him to his wife's grave. They dig her up. He spits on her. They put her back <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> True <laughs> story. <laughs> Not a wives' tale. True story. Husband's yarn. This is a husband's yarn. Only serving husband's yarn. You can also... Okay, well, that's... I mean... So uh, what's our cumulative view on George Remus? How do we feel about him as a guy? I mean, because he like he's smart. He's a fun lawyer who <laughs> shot his wife in the back of the head. I you love him. I don't love him. Oh, you don't love him. No, you like him. I just think it's a funny story. I just think all around it's, it's brutal. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. And if you go to georgeremus.com, you can still buy. George Remus Bourbon. I think it's bourbon, right? Yeah, it's bourbon. Um, all right. <laughs> I'm going to read some of this website. So this is from georgeremus.com. Experience a taste of prohibition. From the man who killed his wife, the king of bootleggers. That's what it That's says. That's on the web. No, it's not. Uh, from apothecary to kingpin, George Remus created one of the most intricate, successful bootlegging operations of prohibition. His legend continues today, despite the ghost of his wife's efforts, with the award-winning That's family of George Remus Bourbons. Explore the collection. 
What's wife's the had bourbon. Wife's no, it's not. <laughs> Come on, some rules are made to be broken, like murder. <laughs> Is that no? Prohibition, for example. In the 1920s, if baseball had a Ruth, Remus had a gun. <laughs> Always the opportunist, Remus moved to sh- moved to Cincinnati. Always the opportunist, Remus. I thought you were gonna start rapping. Always the opportunist. Remus moved to Cincinnati and he married a baddie who had a fatty, and then she got naughty. He had a popper in her blappy, blab blappy. Uh, yeah. So let's look at his accolades. <laughs> Um, Getting away with murder. Yeah, only doing zero years. (laughs) So he just was innocent? He just never had to go to jail? He just got off scotch-free. A hundred years later, and George Remus is still making news. (laughs) Yeah, I bet he is. (laughs) From famous prohibitionist to uh, guiltless murderer, (laughs) you got to try his bourbon. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Overshadow. This week, we're sponsored by George Remus Bourbon. Use code WIFESLAIN for 20% (laughs) off. Use code that bitch got what she had coming for 20% off on any selection of bourbon. Do you have any uh, discount codes you'd like to give? I know. All right, so we got through Prohib. Use code what would you have done for 25% off any of his collection? Use code Teamus Remus. For, uh, <laughs> Use code Team Remus. Uh, I do have one thing about. Um, we also could maybe talk about this in the in the Patreon because this is getting to be a long episode. Um, but the poisoning of alcohol with methanol. Oh, we forgot about that. I didn't that. forget. I skipped to Remus okay, intentionally. Nice. Oh, okay. But we should talk about that, right? We should and talk I about it. I could put it somewhere regardless. Hit me. Okay. So, so Prohibition had some good intent, but it also had a lot of collateral damage uh, that was kind of co signed by the government in, in a pretty fucked up way. They used to pull. So, when Prohibition was enacted, and Wayne Wheeler was totally for this. I think behind this, he prohibited people from using like manufacturing alcohol by adding poison to it. Yes. So people were like, okay, we can't get our liquor, but we'll just go down to the factory. They use it to make perfume and diapers and we'll just grab some of that, brew some stuff with that. So he's like, no, 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 let's put methanol into the alcohol, which is also a type of alcohol, but it's poisonous to people. And so it kind of became a battle of chemists from like the government chemists inputting methanol and then the pro- the uh, the bootlegging people trying to separate the methanol from the ethanol and a lot of people who were brewing stuff from industrial alcohol had no idea that it had been poisoned and so they were just drinking it a lot of people got sick a hu- like hundreds of people died yeah. ultimately thousands like ten thousands at the hand of like the u.s government wow um and th- they were the whole idea was like, oh, if it's poison, they'll stop drinking it. But they're not And they aware. eventually did. Well, they eventually did publish headlines of like government to add poisonous benzene. You wow. Know? Mercury added to alcohol. Wow. Like, like crazy shit. And so that was in the papers. Uh, so people kind of knew, but they didn't, you know, not everybody reads the paper. Also, people didn't stop drinking, you know, just because there's fentanyl and coke doesn't mean people aren't doing coke. Yeah. They're just waiting. For someone else to do it 10 minutes, and if they're not dead, then do it. Keep a mouse in your and pocket. And that's not what I do, but that's what could be done. Keep a mouse in your pocket, exactly. So, by the way, the government was already tainting industrial alcohol to separate it from non-drinking alcohol, but this just, they really ramped it up in Prohibition to an insane degree. And pe- so people are already dying of methanol poisoning, and they're like, you know what's going to help? More poison. Yeah. Let's add poison. Here at Overshadowed, we like to keep your eyes open. <laughs> a lot of you people that are pro-America really need to really shape up. 
Okay. Uh, and this affected, of course, a lot of poor people because the rich people could just ship in expensive rum from, you know, the Caribbean, get some Malaboom Boom going on. But, you know, poor people just had to deal with whatever was coming out of the, the basin. Yeah, just like, I hope this doesn't Hank's kill house. me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They didn't have uh, checks and balances or tests. It's already got probably traces of lead in it. Right. And there were more unsafe ways that bootleggers tried to get around using alcohol. Some people even didn't use alcohol. They found another formula to get you a buzz with no alcohol, but it had some neurotoxic chemical compounds in it that attacked the parts of the, your brain that are damaged by basically like polio. So you'd have like people had like paralytic symptoms and like, dude, he was so wasted last Man. night. We thought he had polio. Dude, he was half of his f body shut down for real. For real. It was wild. You should have come out, man. You should have come out. You should have come out, man. Yeah, so, yeah, here on Overshadowed, we want you to keep your eyes open. You know, anything the government says, don't trust them. Crossing guards, always disobey. They're <laughs> agents of the government. They do not have your best interest in Also, heart. you ever seen a baby pigeon? They're spying on you. Oh, that's my that's favorite right. conspiracy. Birds aren't real. Birds cameras. aren't real. <laughs> you ever seen a baby pigeon? Is that yeah. the line? Yeah, you ever seen a baby pigeon? <laughs> They're all robots by the government. Like, what a shitty robot the government made. Yeah, they didn't think to make baby versions, you know, yeah. to tie you know, to tie up the loose ends. Also, I've killed a lot of spies in seventh grade with my pellet gun. At <laughs> <laughs> that rate. Um, yeah, so that's basically... I mean, it is wild that the government sanctioned deaths because of a moral crusade. Um, so that's... I wonder if they bad. came to Wayne and he was like, do it. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like the, Wayne. Wayne was uh, really had a one-track mind with getting all this passed, but like wasn't really thinking about the overall impact. I think maybe it was a eugenics movement, dude. You just <laughs> want everybody to be alive. That only only people that uh, didn't drink were going to be the race. Oh uh, well, yeah, that was what that you know that was how they rationalized it. They're like, well, you shouldn't be drinking anyway. Yeah, and drinking is evil. And if you drink, yeah, we already told you in the propaganda in school books. If you drink, you're going to die. You're going to explode. Yeah. So and it is because <laughs> the government's putting poison in it. Yeah. But you will leave that. It's out. not because the devil. You will explode. Yeah, you will explode. You ever feed a tortilla chip to a seagull? That's what happens if you drink beer. Is that what happens? Yeah, they explode. What? You I thought it was that? rice. I thought that was right up your alley, knowledge-wise. <laughs> Dude, come on. Oh, it could be rice. Okay, see, you know something about se exploding yeah, seagulls. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because it's uncooked rice. Okay. And it expands in the stomach or something. Oh. I don't right. know if they actually explode. It's kind of no, a wife's like tail. No, it's a, it's a wife's tail. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's no um, yarn of mine. <laughs> That's what the... Um, are we at? All right. We are mm -hmm. at... Yeah. So now we've entered into this prohibition time in the 1920s, which leads to the rise of organized crime to satisfy a public need, which is always what Al Capone would say when people ask what he did. He's like, I meet a public demand. Yeah. He's a man of the people. Man of the people. He was a celebrity. He would like he go to... Was. He would Before go to baseball games. was a thing. Yeah. And he would sign autographs. Yeah. People wanted people to... People would cheer when he came in the stadium. That's very... To think about when like... Uh, it's so strange to think about that now, but I feel like that's more exciting than just a movie star or an actor. You're like, that guy's oh, dangerous. He's dangerous, and he also donates to charity, and he like, yeah, he's powerful. People want to, yeah. Right, but Tom Cruise might also be powerful in that way. Tom, yeah, and, uh, and for sure. He's right. got some uh, Scientology like, stuff going yeah, on. If you're you on his bad side, he could probably... I'm sure he's done away with a couple of people. With his own people. skills or a higher name. Yeah, names. I wonder why people always allow him to do his own stunts. Right. He probably lets you know. That's probably what he says right before he murders you. I do my own stunts. <laughs> What's the Mission Impossible theme song plays? Um, I was thinking James Bond. He's a da, Mission da, da, da. Is that it? No. Dun, James da, 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 Bond da, da, is... Oh, you're doing just the trumpet section. Yeah, okay. No, yeah. Then he jumps out, runs down a skyscraper. I don't know. 
We don't need to do okay. we don't, anyway. We don't need to get the Mission Impossible so theme song. Look it up on your own. We're time. gonna get into the what, how the prohibition led to yeah the huge the, rise the and rise or, of crime, rise in crime, organized and syndicated. Didn't think I'd really be inebriated. All right, but went back home and masturbated. My wife's out protesting. She's frustrated. Ooh, I'm drunk again at I the keep, home. Yeah, she thinks the beatings are overrated. <laughs> I try to tell her it keeps me sated. <laughs> sated. Yeah. Satiated. All on my rage from my the fact that I'm constipated. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I got the milk shits. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So the reason I think why we even know who Al Capone, Frank Capone, any of these notorious mobsters are is because Prohibition. Mobsters uh-huh. were always around. Well, they were around in America, but they were just doing small-time crime. They were running oh, kind of yeah. local gambling brothels opium uh, trafficking opi- yes hide like hijacking like frank and jesse james yes like they a were little wild west in the city so we're going to talk about frank capone and kind of organized crime in general and like how he got started in the gangs and one of the gangs that really helps frank and al obviously mm-hmm. rise up is uh when you're living on your knees gotta rise up <laughs> tell your wives better get out of my bar <laughs> my pub whoa <laughs> They rose up through the Five Points Gang, mm-hmm. which was this gang in New York. If, if you're wondering what the Five Points is, it's, it's this basically section between Soho and the Financial District, basically Chinatown, um, that used to be filled. It was like a, an immigrant slum. Italians, Jews, uh, Irish, Irish, oh my, you know, <laughs> Scottish, whatever. Like a bunch of different types of whites. And um, the lowest immigrants. Uh, Big slum. They lived in a like a, a tenement in uh, the Navy Yard, which is yes. interesting. People were trying to get away from the waterfront, which everyone's <laughs> trying to buy property yeah. there now. But eventually, when they were uh, when Frank was ten years old, I guess I was a little younger. They moved to Park Slope. Yes, and they were so they're Brooklyn kids. Brooklyn baby. Born to Mother Teresa Capone, who devoutly religious, super religious. They came from Naples, Italy. You know. These guys, they're, 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 they're God-fearing, they're good people. There's no reason for these kids to turn out the way they did. But let me tell you, they did. And they, they did involved. in a big way. In a big way, they got involved. Uh, it was not a good life for immigrants. No. Al Capone got kicked out of school when he was 14 for slapping the shit out of his teacher. Wow. And that's, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to live a life of crime now because I'm on the streets and this is uh, opportunity. Like, they were really... Italians were like OG Mexicans. Mm-hmm. They were very taken advantage of. You get off the boat and they're like, get your suckers here, fresh yeah. off the boat, suckers. Like in the 90s and the 80s, Italians came to America and they had these padrones, which might have even been like Italians exploiting Italians. Italian on Italian crime. <laughs> Whoa, the worst kind. The worst kind. There was like a contract labor system where they basically would be like corrupt one-man temp agencies mm. to get you jobs, but then secure a very low rate for you. Oh, or like make, get you a house and they or an apartment, of but then they just squeeze you. Yeah. Yeah. For like all you work, you get a low wage and they take most of it. And also a lot of these people were uh, they're Just because you're Italian, you have to remember back then all the... You're Italian. Yeah. The, uh, How does the, this make you feel? You okay? I mean, I don't really you think I can it? handle it, but I'm glad my people are getting a voice. Okay? okay. We don't just... We ain't just pasta makers. Okay? No. But a lot of this, this, is, this isn't just poor people as well. The All of the groups were prejudiced against each other. So yeah. not only were you in a shitty neighborhood, but you were... You're next to the dirty Irish. You're next to the Irish that's <laughs> trying to kill you, and that's how gangs started. Yeah. Is they formed their own gangs within their community, and then they tried to protect, protect against the prejudice of other immigrants, and then eventually these gangs would just turn to crime. Does, did any of your family, like I know your grandma has certain food racism, but does she, didn't your family have like weird, like the fucking uh, mix? 
those fucking ah uh, yeah they don't like Serbian Serbian no, okay well that's other, almost not, not white but it's still white no it's another ah uh, so that's okay there's a thing I don't know if it's Serbian <laughs> or not but there's there's a race where they're like they're well, Serbians s- are like you know who takes your daughter when you she goes to France you know and then there's no Mason's got to get her but back no yeah they all have a there's a race that I can't remember it's not Serbian that they're like <laughs> they're b- so below us you're just blanking on the They'll race be like fucking the Bulgarians. I only hear the race when I'm Italian because they're the only people who talk. It's a race where I'm like, who? <laughs> who are those Slovakia, people? Slovakia, Slovenia? Like, no. Uruguay? Juan Nicolone? Poor bastard. <laughs> Pushed under the bus I'll by think you, of Nona it, uh, herself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there is. Look up Juan Nicolone, by the way. He's very funny. So funny. Very Favorite funny. Soup comedian. Soup comedian. Very funny I like voice. Soup. And he's so nice. Shout a uh, soup and I'll tell you if it's Shout good. a soup. I'll fuck you. Have you seen? Yeah, not the soup. Bad soup. It's funny. The the fuck you really works with the accent. Yeah, he. Yeah, go go look up Juan Nicolone. You'll have a laugh. Very funny. Um, uh, you'll so have a laugh. You'll have a laugh at Juan. So now they're coming. So they come to America. They get taken advantage by their own kind. By their own kind, you know. It on it. It's an it scuffle. Uh, oh fuck. Wait, where was I? The okay. padrones. The, the 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 history of the five points gang. Okay, so one opportunity to make money is like get the you know get out of this this weird contract exploitative you know these shitty jobs uh and just let, let's stop picking olives here and, yeah. and go uh <laughs> go make some real money let's, yeah let's there's no money in people. squishing all grapes and olive oil anymore kid exactly so so al and you know frank joined the five points gang and so i want to talk a little bit about the history of it because it is pretty wild um the five points gang was run by this mobster john torio who looks pretty mild-mannered. If you look up a picture of John, he's like a very, looks like a friend's dad. Yeah, he does. Looks like very normal, just like no shoes in the house. That's all he would say. Mm-hmm. Like a nice guy. Quiet type. He's known as the Fox, kind of a crime genius, uh, who consulted for Lucky Luciano after he handed off the gang to Al Capone. Like he was the originator of the, the bootlegging for the Five Points gang. Um, we'll talk about that in the Patreon with Al Capone. But um, I would love to see what mob consulting looks like. You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. He's like, so this is how you break a man's knee. <laughs> okay? You want to start here at the tibia or whatever. You know what I mean? You're going to whack this guy, then this guy. Don't flip him up. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Torio. So a lot of these guys, they start... They start doing some like low-level street hustle. Like they'll be a porter. They'll carry shit around for people, like illegal goods. They'll be like, "Hey, take this box. Yeah, to him. don't open new, it. Yeah. Don't open it. I would and be and I'll know if you opened it." <laughs> uh, they'd be bouncers. Uh, you know that this type that type of job where it's almost like, you know when you see a bouncer, it's like criminal adjacent. You're like, yeah, yeah. you could if you meet one guy who sees how big you are. You could be involved in something. Yes. If he offers you an opportunity. You could be drafted. You're big enough to be drafted. You like money, big guy? To crime. Yeah. 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 Huh? You want respect? (laughs) People don't respect you when you're a bouncer. You got good eyes. Check a lot of IDs. I got a suit with your size. Hard to find. (laughs) Have it tailored. Have you tailored new suits every day. He's bribing him with his Money, respect, suits. Big and tall. Mobsters. Yeah, exactly. like, I know the GM at Big and T. It's my brother. Don't say anything. He's not in the business anymore. That's uh, when they say the part of the family business. It's all big and tall stores. Right, we right. make fat suits. It's uh, it's Sleepy's mattress stores and big and talls. <laughs> we want you comfy. So this Torio guy started as a, as a bouncer or whatever. He joined some some low level gangs. Saved up enough to buy a pool hall that became a hangout where Al and Frank met him. Mm-hmm. Um, but this initial success from Torio got the attention of Paul Kelly, 
who was a sophisticated mobster. This guy spoke Italian, French, and Spanish, which still makes sense because you're like first generation or second generation or whatever that is. You know, your parents are Italian speakers. You live in a very ethnically diverse place. Yeah, you're going to pick up a little lechuga. Right, but it's it's lechuga? It's lettuce. Yeah, it is lettuce. Very good. little naranja. Yeah. Um, And he appreciated classical music and art. He realized that being, like, living like uh, a sophisticated New Yorker would help you fit in like them. And so he, re- and I think he, you know, he was a smart guy. Um, so he could get down and dirty, but he could walk with the highfalutin people. Um, so he also instills that in Torio, who then instills that in Al Capone. So these people are being like kind of groomed nice. to be sophisticated yeah. gangsters, which is kind of cool. A big obsession with being a gentleman and looking like a gentleman. It's important. And looking nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got to look nice. So, yeah, Torio joins the, for the Five Points gang um, and gets Al and Frank involved. Al Franken gets <laughs> Al Franken involved in, uh, in organized crime. You know, they got legal business, but it's also supplemented with all the shit we talked about, loan shark and prostitution. I do want to talk about Paul Kelly, uh, just a sec, who was the guy before Torio. Okay. Paul was the way, in my eyes, was the Wayne Wheeler of organized crime because he realized that elections were the way to gain you power. It's the true way to profit. If you can get a government official elected who will turn a blind eye or take a bribe or whatever. So at the time, you know, Paul Kelly was kind of running this racket. There was like a bunch of politicians called like Tammany Hall or something Mm -hmm. that he had in his pocket. And the only rivals to him was Monk Eastman's gang. Their mentality in the Five Points gang was fight to the death. These guys were vicious. And the only contesting was this guy, Monk Eastman. If you scroll down, there's a picture of his fat head. Oh, I saw this. He, he looks like a corpse who yeah. was like reanimated. Yeah, he, looks he literally <laughs> looks like he was dre- like you, they got him out of the river. <laughs> He's so bloated. So there's a feud going on that starts when a Five Pointer shot Monk Eastman himself, who was also trying to win over some politicians. And Paul's like, you, you put a stop to this. So this feud continues, and you're gonna. This is a big theme of like what you know, p- poke some holes in just the gang's strength overall. But the feud escalates to both gangs openly engaging in a firefight that was like a hundred people. It was like fifty five pointers versus fifty of Monk Eastman's guys for hours. And Cops the- were called. They're like. Forget about it. Yeah, we don't have... <laughs> this is crazy. Cops are showing up with rocks to throw. They're like, what is that? They had like those... The mobs- they have pistols. Well, they probably had... The mobsters probably had the Tommy guns. You know they have Tommy like, guns. They have like hundred round like, Tommy guns. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So they're, they're pepper spraying, you know, yeah. all the, the town red and the police are like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, this is bad. This is crazy. Let's just, just let this play out. Yeah, I just... This is my first day. Yeah. Shockingly, only three men were killed. Yeah, that's a lot of bad. That's a lot that's of a inaccurate lot of mobsters. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like a true mobster shot where you go out, fire from the hip, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah you just hoping to get somebody. Yeah, you're like spraying like a sprinkler would. Yeah, just just a it's fi- like aim at the guy. Other things are just getting shot up. You're right. like, dude, come. What are you doing? <laughs> fire hydrants are right exploding, dude. Yeah, I just got that windshield. Ding. So the police finally get control when they get you know they run out of bullets and they arrest Eastman. He only spends a few hours in jail. And then this is when it I gets... Think, go ahead. Doesn't he also go to court and he says, uh, I'm not guilty? And they're like, yeah, whatever. He goes, trust me, I'm innocent. <laughs> Probably. I, I mean, think they bring him to court and he's like, that uh, wasn't me. Yeah, and Tammany, they're like, it a, wasn't you, Shaggy. How many controlled judge released him after he swore he was innocent? Yeah. Yeah. So he got just Im- immediate impunity. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we'll sweep up the shells. They're Nothing. like, Monk Eastman? Big fan. Get out of <laughs> here, kid. Love your work. <laughs> Love your liquor. This stuff's good. Yeah. So this is my favorite part of this. This is why I wanted to dive into this part of, of the history. 
Um, there was a lot of public backlash about the hours-long shootout downtown. Mm-hmm. Shocker. So politicians brought together the two leaders. They were like, look, guys, this is we can't have another one of these. This is bad. We're going to set up a boxing match where the winner, the winner's gang takes the disputed territory, you know, that they're arguing over. So whatever your squabble is, we're going to settle it 1v1. And hundreds from each gang met at an abandoned house in the Bronx. Jeez, at a house with wow. 100 people. That's crazy. People hanging out on the rafters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're on the, Kelly, the roof like a bunch. Kelly, Kelly. Get your beer here. Yeah, they're selling. Yeah. Like, yeah there's, there's Baby a beer, adult beer. Do you want a sample of our liquor? There's it's, one of those girls. It's new. From it's the... <laughs> From yeah. the liquor store, it's a, it's a, it's called a seltzer. It's called a hard seltzer. <laughs> it's not bad, but it uh, kind of feel gay though. It's no grog. <laughs> this like grog. Kelly had been a boxer, yeah, in his younger days. But Mon- I mean, Monkey Eastman's a huge piece of meat, and they both again lasted hours. By the end of the match, both had been like bloodied and beaten. Neither men had been knocked out. The match was declared a draw. Both men went back to their teams and were like, guys, we are still at war. Yeah. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. My nose is definitely a little crooked, and that's the only thing that's new. Monkeysman looks like his picture was taken like a few weeks after the oh, wound was kind of healed, but yeah. his face is still lumpy. No, he, he definitely looks beat up in this picture. If that's, <laughs> yeah, how, if that's looks how he rocks. looks normally, either it's that or he's got like a dairy allergy because something's going on. <laughs> or he like ran into a beehive is before this Is there a bee this in this mugshot room? Is there somebody have peanut butter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> somebody have peanut. Ah, ah, it's closing. One officer's like, uh, what? <laughs> uh, we were gonna give him the death penalty anyway. Just finish your snack. Um. So the politicians after this draw were like, all right, we're just gonna back Kelly because he speaks a lot of languages. He's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's a cool style gangster. You know, Monk looks like a pig who was turned into a man. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like man bear um, Later, Eastman was uh, tried to you know stage a robbery. He could hardly see through his eyes that were black and swollen, and uh, he's beaten unconscious by a cop during a robbery. They really hated him. Yeah, sentenced ten years to Sing Sing. Sent him up to Sing Sing, which is a maximum security prison. Jeez. And um, and then they began expanding in New York, New Jersey. Kelly survives getting shot three times in assassination attempt. I think they got shot three times in the stomach, yeah. too. How do you survive That's where they shoot sh- you. That's where they shot Monk. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Then. Maybe it was just Monk that got shot. Mm, I mean, three times is probably likely you get in the, in the stomach. Yeah, at least one in the stomach. Yeah. So the five points gang is basically now uncontested, right? Monk's mm-hmm. in jail. They have another leader. Who cares? So Torio, who is like pretty high up with five points, gets invited over to Chicago. I I think it, yeah, he gets invited, but it's to clean up a mess. Oh yeah, his. Well, uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, Torio in 1909, when let's see, ni- ni- 1895, yeah. five years. So what's his face? Frank's like 14. Yeah. So Frank's you know starting to be a little street rat at this point, but Torio's like an adult. Moves to Chicago to help his quote uncle. It's not really his uncle. Uh, Big Jim Colosimo, like a family friend, to deal with extortion demands from the black hand, which became a catch-all term for violent extortion that took the form of bomb threats. Whoa. And this is crazy. I I found this fascinating. A letter would typically, in these extortion rackets, would be shoved under your door with a black hand drawn on it, threatening to, like, dynamite your house or kill your family if you didn't pay up. Um because of the unified imagery of a black hand, people started to think of it as a centralized society like the mafia. Wow. It even became synonymous with the mafia. They're like, oh, they're coming to get you. This is how they enforce it. That's not the case. 
These threats were typically unrelated individual extortion rackets that just used the same menacing symbol. So, it, which gave you power because if you're a lone bully or like a thief who declared yourself, I'm oh, with ISIS. Yes. I'm with the black hand. I got, I got control of the black then hand. Then suddenly you have all this street cred and prestige of being part of this shadowy, powerful organization that's everywhere but nowhere. Yeah. Right? So people would just, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a little mark that actually meant nothing. It was just like a type of extortion. But it's kind of cool that people were just like, yeah. I'm black hand. It's black like hand. there's no, there is no. Yeah. Do you, you, think meetings? you don't have meetings. Yeah. No, we do. There's no leader. You know, it's just a type of racket that. And became there was nothing that ever. Be, no, you didn't find anything about a house actually blowing up or anything. Oh no no no! They blew up houses. Oh okay. For real? No, they they there was a lot of bombings from. But they investigated. They they even had because the black hand was a lot of again Italian on Italian violence, and there was like a commission. That, I don't know why this is funny. A commission that was drawn up by like an Italian union leader to investigate the bombings to see if they were connected. And they were not. Wow. They were unrelated. Yeah. They were just like individuals trying, you know, who had grudges or whatever. So two years before Torio moved there, there was a society that popped up in Chicago called the White Hand, which was backed by the Union Siliana, the Italian Chamber of Commerce and the Italian consul. It was the first systematized effort by Italians for Italians to defeat the black hand threats. Ooh, However, the hand of justice. The way, yes, the society eventually faded after its leadership faced extortion and death Hilarious. threats. <laughs> We're going to cover We're up that white hand with this black hand right now. That society went ahead and uh, I think they stopped because they all got blown up. I don't yeah. know what happened. The anti-extortion society unfortunately was extorted to death. And uh, so now they call in John Torrio to clean shit up. And yeah, they had he to call did. in the Fox. They had to call on the Fox. Do, can I can I read you a letter from sure. the Black Hand? Here's an example letter. Um, oh, but okay. So all caps. Dear friend, you know if a letter starts with dear friend, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Dear friend, beware. We are sick and tired of writing to you to the appointment you have not come with people of honor. People didn't know how to write very well. No, that's <laughs> terrible. I know. We're sick and tired of writing to you. To the appointment, you have not come with people of honor. If this time you don't do what we say, it will be your ruination. I mean, these guys are wasted writing this, right? Send us $300 with people of honor at 11 o'clock Thursday night. What's a person of honor? Listen to me. There will be a friend at the corner of 15th Street and Hamilton Ave. He'll ask you for the signal. (laughs) Give me the word and you will give him the money. 300 bones. Beware. That if you don't come to this order, we will ruin all your merchandise and attempt your life. I like that they were like measured in their threat. They're like, we don't know if we're going to succeed. We will attempt your life. (laughs) Beware of what you do. Yeah. Signed, The Black Hand. So that's the type of letters that you would get. You get someone being like, look, man, I'll fucking fucking fuck you up. I'll blow your shit up, 400 bucks and I'll come with a judge. I'm going to fuck your wife and kill your fucking... Man of honor. If you don't come with honor, man, your cat... If you don't come with a samurai or maybe a top-ranking marine, (laughs) then the deal's off. There better be a judge with you or I'm blowing everything you own up. (laughs) So that's that's kind of the black hand uh, deal. Wow, what an interesting society. Yeah, well, it's not a society. uh, It's just an interesting concept. (laughs) It's like a meme. It's like a death meme. You know what I mean? Share it. Dead. Okay, so Colissimo. So, yeah, so so Torrio shows up, and he starts working with Col- Colissimo. Okay, now, okay, remember, this is pre-prohibition. Uh-huh. Okay, 
1919, Torrio asks Al Capone and later Frank Capone to work at a bouncer and a bartender at the Four Deuces. Oh, they, now we're back in the pool This hall. is Chicago. This is Chicago. Okay. Torrio's in Chicago. Got it. He this invites fast them. Fast forward 10 years. Torrio's been in Chicago. Capone, come work with me. Clean up these streets like I cleaned them up. And by clean them up, I mean dirty them up. Capone arrives, works as a bouncer bartender for the Four Deuces, a, a Calissimo gang establishment. And then Torrio becomes the boss. In the 1920s, so right after Capone arrives, Big Jim wins a divorce from his wife and elopes with Dale Winters, who's this like nice ah. actress who he's apparently in love with. Which I feel bad because whenever a, like a gangster is like, I'm truly happy for the first time in my yeah. life. I'm not on the run. I'm in a good position. I love my wife. And then like a month later, Jim refuses to participate in bootlegging for some reason. He's very stubborn about that. So Torrio tells Calissimo that a shipment's going to arrive at his restaurant. Frankie Yale flies him in from New York, meets C Big Jim there, shoots him dead. Yep, a setup. Thought they went so thought that he went soft after Marion Winters. Got a so little sad. I know it is, is sad. like this guy's uh, this guy's finally happy. We got a. I you, guess maybe at, you know I don't know maybe don't know, he maybe would have killed you. Like yeah, that's that's, the that's style. maybe the thing is like maybe there had to be some things that have happened beforehand to be like let's just, let's just kill him. Retiring isn't an option. We have yeah, to kill we got to whack him. We got to whack. We got to tell him he's got some business coming in. It's also what a but I mean that's the thing. The last time, hopefully that's a, that's every time how they assassinated. Yeah, people. it's They're always like, a we got lie. a shipment coming in. Big discount. Yeah, big discount. If ever you hear thirty percent markdown, you're gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of money in it for you. Come yeah. come alone, friend. Fire sale. I think I'm gonna go. I don't like how he said fire, but it's uh, fire. It's all caps in the letter. It's the only thing that's all caps <laughs> in the letter. Does that mean it's like lit? <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, with Big Jim dead, and Frankie L is gonna come back. By the way, he's a he's a known assassin <laughs> um, that we'll hear about later. With with Calissimo dead, now Torrio is the leader of the South Side Gang in Chicago. Uh, we'll talk about the rivalry with the Northside gang in the Patreon and Al's life. But for now, we're going to get back to Frank Capone Woo. and how he's involved in Chicago, in this Chicago that, that, that Torrio has set up, right? We're bootlegging. We're getting going. Torrio has put down different gang feuds by by brokering a lot of... He's like arbitrating deals. He's like, mm. look, you get a cut. You, this is my territory. You work through me. We all make money. Yeah. This is why he's seen as a genius. Al Capone did the same thing. He has people work together to avoid infighting, which weakens everybody. So he's making buku bucks. Huge. But like insane, like Jeff Bezos level money, like for the time. Like as much money as you can make in oil or whatever you were making in bootlegging. So everything's going pretty good for Torrio uh, until Chicago elects this new mayor. William Dever. You Dever. Say, what do you think, Dever or Dever? Okay, <laughs> let's say it right now. But never say never. Never that say would be my anti-Dever campaign. So yeah, never say never. Yeah, that's good. That's my anti-campaign. Yeah. That's my uh, slander. Uh, what's that? My muckraking on Dever. Well, I Dever. Deverless. In 1923, they elected Dever, who cracked down on Chicago crime. So you got this hard ass. I mean, this guy is the whitest. He actually looks like the marshmallow guy in uh, Ghostbusters became a guy. <laughs> I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? The big marshmallow man? He looks like he would be, you know, sipping whiskey in front of a fire talking about the skull size of different races. Yes, he definitely, you know, that's well, exactly, yeah. You know, the Negroid, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> hard oid on there. <laughs> he went hard oid. That's Jesus crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so they have to move to Cicero, which is a, sa a southern uh, suburb of Chicago, which I think 
is still pretty bad today. You lived in Chicago. I lived in well, I lived in like you a go to suburb. Cicero. I think I did go to Cicero. Yeah. I think I just like I think it's a still a bad area. Yeah. No, uh, sorry, Cicero. Correct me if Ciceroans. I'm wrong. You Ciceroans. So yeah, so Frank and uh, what was it? The Southside Gang. That was their gang name in yes. Chicago. Yes. Dever comes in, cleans up the streets, and now Cap- the Capones are forced to move to the south side of Chicago. And this is where we have our big Frank introduction because Al puts Frank in charge of the city council. And that means he basically just gets the city council uh, officials on his payroll, which is very easy to do. You're in Cicero. Oh, yeah. There's no problem. These people are making money. How much are they making They're a year? Yeah, it's like take over the local elections. Yeah. And it's and pr- a pretty unsuspecting town. Yes. But it's so close. It's like a 17-minute drive mm-hmm. from chi- like the heart of the city in Chicago, yeah. like the loop. Yeah, so they start – yeah, actually, yeah, I know. The, the freeways out there, yeah, it's pretty easy. You're mm-hmm. just kind of everywhere you want. He gets a uh, – Joseph Z. Klena. 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 He gets him under the payroll. Klena folded like a leaf. I mean, instantly. Instantly. He's probably never seen a wad of cash in a suit that nice before in his life. Absolutely Immediately yeah. gets under Frank Capone's payroll. And also, remember, Frank Capone, we learned earlier, was a very – short-tempered man he had 500 bodies under his belt it's the weird thing though because like with I've, i read such conflicting accounts of like al was the gentleman and then you know frank was the gentleman that's why he was tasked with liaising with these politicians i think they both were gentlemen i think they yeah. both are trying to be the same archetype of it just depends on what article you read about yeah. whether they try to portray they, him as a ruthless criminal they both a wanted to be, yeah a, a true hero or a brutal criminal yeah, what do you yeah, think yeah, yeah. robin hood or no good not all heroes wear suits <laughs> um, this one does and it's versace baby yeah it's gucci well by the way we'll, we'll talk about yeah this we're later. gonna talk all about al capone but the price of the suits uh, that these mobsters were wearing was uh not cheap yeah yeah, it was insane. We'll talk about his lavish lifestyle and Al Capone in general in the Patreon. Um, so, but yeah, Frankie, Frank, you know, they had they had Klan's balls and a vice grip. They could do whatever they wanted. Yeah, uh, it was literally like the red light disc. Like it was like open debauchery. Yeah, like saloons open, just like bars. In yeah, you could just go to a bar. brothels next to schools yeah, and right. just next to libraries uh-huh. was a fucking meth lab. And you're like, yeah, yep. this is the way Cicero is. Yeah, I love Klan. Klan. I was like, I love my city. Yeah. <laughs> I love my city, or do I love my city? Klena for real. Where else can you go in the world, get a book, a blowjob, and an education? (laughs) (laughs) All on the same block. Cool. Right, guys? With some shots. Cicero. Cicero. The public hated it. Uh, The public, they did hate it. Eventually, they they hated it when, because they had to... um, yeah, sorry, I do, it was just distracting. The public did hate it because of the of how violent they were mm-hmm. in enforcing this whole political. This was not; they did not win people over diplomatically. Yes, you know it was I mean? all strong-handed. Yeah, yeah. So, like, there was was it? Klena had was in danger of not being reelected. The right? people, yeah, the people. There was an incumbent. Yeah, William Flauf. Was it William Flauf? Yeah, really, it's William Flauf. It's P. It's hold on. It's 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 uh it's SDE. It's giving very SDE. <laughs> Small dick N. I really think it was. I can't find it right now, but that was the Democratic incumbent. Yeah, the, what happened was uh, the public grew to hate Capone because and just the city that they they ran amok in the city. They turned it into a Grand Theft Auto level basically. There's yeah. just hookers and bullets and books and schools and everything that's going bad. So the public 
kind of you include education in it every time. There's libraries, yeah, (laughs) libraries, (laughs) and uh, you know those are all bad. Aquariums, aquariums, and bowling alleys, zoos, and bar mitzvahs, brothels, and they elect they got together and the public opinion was, look, the only way we're going to get any headway is if we vote somebody else into the city council. He's going to clean this town up. And his name was Paul... William Wh- Flauf. William Flauf. Yeah. And then in A 19- man as weak as his name, they uh, they shot him, I think. They raided his... When they, he posted, they beat him up. They, they raided, didn't shoot him. They raided his house and beat the shit out of him. And, and they would, like, destroy campaign headquarters for this guy. Yeah. Because he was, like, a real challenger. People mm-hmm. did not like these gangsters, like, running amok yes. in the town. Which got even worse because then they went to the polls. And they ha- you literally had a guy in the voting booth with you with, like, a sawed-off shotgun. Yeah, well, they weren't expecting it. That was, I think, Frank's, like you were saying earlier, drastic times call for drastic measures. Ah. Even after the raid and the intimidation on Flauf, he still was in the running and the public was about to elect him. So mm-hmm. Frank pulled out the literal big guns out and said, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to the, very close we're gonna go to the polls. We're going to ask people coming in who you voting for. And if they say if they say Flauf, we are going to beat them up. We're going to kidnap them yeah. and we're going to take them hostage. And then when we take them hostage, we're going to take their ballot, vote in Klena. Put it in the box. Yeah, people who truly resisted, they would do that too. Some people would be like, "Who are you voting for?" And you'd be like, "Clena," and they're like, "You maybe do a few laps of voting, maybe three, four times, vote for him." Yeah, That'd yeah, be yeah. a good idea. We had a couple of ballots. Yeah, we got a few extra ballots. Hey, let me show you what's in this door. They open up a door that's fifty hostages. <laughs> yeah, and you're but like, if you and if you were gonna vote vote for Flauf, they'd be like, "Oh, Clena, that's a weird way to say Clena, <laughs> Flauf. That's I think you're mispronouncing Clena. So you're gonna want to hate Clena there. And then <laughs> if you wouldn't do any of that." Then they would like yeah tie you to like a uh what are they called not a furnace uh, oh radiator a radiator yeah. you tie you to a radiator they Turn locked the heat people on. they locked like eight campaign managers in like a the the bottom of like a plumbing store yeah I think they I think they shot one they person shot in, the in the knee. legs yeah. yeah they shot both of his legs and just yeah. like let him bleed out yeah in front of the other hostages it was actually very fucked up like yeah. people were getting like politicians and and just voters were getting like beaten up if they were gonna vote Democrat I wonder if Clena was for this too this is the original January sixth yeah this is the most this is the dirtiest election in American history. Really? The, the 1924 uh, local election in Cicero. <laughs> it is. Because they were like, yeah, they were shooting people mm-hmm. and beating people up if you vote Dem, which I uh, guess not much has changed, huh? So the public goes to the county judge and they say, hey, look, we're being killed for voting the way we want to vote. And then what was it? The county judge, he deputied 70 deputized. officers, deputized 70 officers and sent them down to Cicero. And the story goes, Frank is down there by the polls. The officers arrive and beating up people to vote. Right. Yeah. They're beating people up. And this is where the story splits. I think there's one version that as soon as the cops arrive on the scene, they start shooting. Frank starts shooting. It's like immediate. <laughs> there's no moment. Right. Okay. That's what I read. Is that like mm-hmm. as soon as the f- there's one story. The, anyway, f- the cops arrive. It's just an all out mass. They just start shooting. There's immediate gunfire bloodshed. There's no time to be like for them to sneak up on anybody. There's a version that Frank saw the cars pull up. I think they were like limousines and uh, regular cars to trick the gangsters. Plain clothes cops. 
Yeah. Yeah. He thought it was a rival gang. Is what yes. I, was, that's what I heard. That's what I read, too, is that they saw the limousines and was like, oh, these are rival gangs pulling up on us. We get to shoot as soon as they open the doors. Funny for a rival gang to roll up in a limousine. Yeah. It's the north side. Yeah. Look at the lights in there. Yeah, we got, they got a lights. party going. Yeah, we got, you got champagne? Yeah, those boys are partiers. It must yeah. be them. Them north side partiers. North side partiers are showing up. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, so Frank's just opened fire. And um, I, I don't even think he hit anybody. He was like gunned down immediately. Yeah. Like at like point blank range, they're just like whoa 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 <laughs> whoa whoa what the fuck? <laughs> and a lot of people fled. Um, and a lot there's legend that Al Capone got away because Frankie shot first, and I was like, ah, oh hey, I gotta get out of here. Runs, I runs to safety. This guy, every crime scene Al Capone has seen fleeing from. That's how he lives, though. That's what people think, but I don't think that's true. I don't what? think he was there. No, he wasn't. There. It was, yeah, rumored that it was Frank Capone and two other gangsters were there, and one of them got away. I think they arrested, I think initially they killed Frank. They yeah. arrested the other guy who tried yep. to run, and then a third shorter, fatter man <laughs> was seen running away. So they're like, it's got to be Capone. That guy's gotta Al. Got to be fat that's Al fat Capone. Al if I've ever seen one. That's big Al. Al. I wonder if Al Capone got the, nose and got the news and was like, they think I'm fat Joey? That's humiliating. <laughs> they mistook me for Joe? That guy's twice as fat as me, right, fellas? And the other gangsters are like, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so three times. You, yeah, Jesus Christ. Incredibly fat. And... <laughs> Compared to you, you're beautiful. You gotta eat more. You're beautiful, Snorky. You Snorky. Come on. Yeah. You're skinny as a rail, kid. Uh, have yeah. another ham. Have another whole ham. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> throws him a whole ham. Uh, um, wait, hold on. I had something about uh, the third guy out running away. The third guy. Third eye blind. Third guy blind. Third guy blind. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's weird to me that people like. <laughs> I don't know why that adds to it. They're like, yeah, Al barely made it out. You know. Yeah, there's no. a lot of you know, yeah. They, I mean, they they love it. It was all they had back then for celebrity and. Well, that's I mean, true. They, they, he was a celebrity before a, like TV, and a celebrity was a thing. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what it was. But they, I forgot the name. And I'll, I can find it in a second. A tall tale. It's a tall tale because well they they caught the guy. Tale. They caught the third fat guy and it was like, <laughs> Joey toenails. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. So they uh, yeah. So Frankie died and then they threw him uh, funeral fit for a king. They shelled out. Yeah. Al went uh, and bought 20 grand worth of flowers from um, this guy, O'Borden. Was that his name? Who was like a rival gang member, right? Yeah, he was a, he was like one of the leaders or a higher up in the Northside gang. Uh, Dean, Ban- Dean O'Banion. That guy sounds like a fucking mick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Lucky Charms eating bitch. Um, yeah, so in 1924, Frank Capone, at the age of 28, got a very lavish funeral with 20 grand worth of flowers, you needed 10 cars to carry all the flowers, placed around a silver-adorned casket, and 150 cars in the motorcade. Um, Al got the flowers from the shop that became the headquarters of the Northside Gang, uh, from Dean O'Banion, which is important. Remember that name for the Patreon. Um, yeah, so just like a shit ton of flowers. Even the cops apparently showed up that shot Frank, strangely. People were like, is this a message? They like stood in the, you know, and like cops were in the distance being like, yeah. Yeah. Just want to make sure he goes in. Yeah. You know, so he doesn't creep back and haunt me in my dreams. You know, maybe it's out of respect. You know, hey, I think it's out of respect. Hey, I think you know, it's I like got you, but uh, good on you. Well fought. Cicero forever. My favorite library's over there. Huge yeah, chest yeah, tattoo. Yeah. Just flips up his shirt. Cicero forever. Cicero. All the cops at once. One, two, three. Nipples. Yeah. Cicero it's different forever. Different letters. Uh, C I. Out of respect for his dead brother, Al Capone closed the gambling dens and speakeasies of Cicero for two hours during the funeral. 
And that's nice. Two hours is nice. And that's that, enough. And that's pretty nice. That's pretty nice of y'all. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of Frank's uh, a short life. Um, we're going to talk about Richard Hart, the other brother that has a pretty storied life in, in the next al- the next Capone episode. Um, who do you think was more violent? Frank. Yeah, I don't know. I think I you're right. Frank. I think you're right because I think Frank was lower. And lower people yeah, have d- to be, that's what their job is. Yeah, they have to just do more have of the grunt work. No. No, but there's like guys who are like, you consider. Like henchmen. On a similar level. They're like lieutenants. Yeah, okay. But they, they yeah. They they're not doing the work. The, the boss is doing the less killing. Right. The least killing. He's fleeing. He's yeah. always fleeing. He's always running away. All right, I'm the boss. I get to run away from every battle. Yeah, that you would be my role. Stay and kill or be killed, okay? <laughs> I'm the boss. Once you see my back. Keep fighting. You are my <laughs> ten-star sergeant. That's a cool title, right? You stay. <laughs> you stay star. right there and fifty-star sergeant. You stay right there and die for your boss. Um, so yeah, it is. It is tough to kind of parse out like who you know who was more. Yeah, I, I honestly, mean, it doesn't matter who I, was more or what. They were yeah. both pretty adept at socializing, but also being just like a criminal. Um, what do you think about this? I re- I, I I was reading there was like some letters from Alcatraz. Uh, for when Capone was there. And he's, by some historians, revered for being able, just like they they tip their hats to him for uh-huh. this, to be able to like order around murderers for hire who are seen as the worst type of men. They're weak, they're ruthless, no morals. And they're like, the type of man you have to be, or person, to control that type of person well is like it's it speaks to something about you some power that you wield yeah um the tra- so i thought yeah. that was kind of interesting the trait of being the able skill. to order around the skill yeah. to have murderers on a leash and yeah that's very yeah that's uh excuse me very hard to do i think that's very respectable yeah. right it's yeah i mean to be able to handle them with such care and dominance <laughs> you have to handle them care like and dominance care and dominance <laughs> al respect you buddy charles two step recipe to coming Care and dominance. Actually, that's pretty good. That is nice. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I you needed a yesterday. A little more care. Up. I needed a little more care. Yeah, that's you only had dominance. dominance. Yeah, I was on the sidelines of dominance. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah, Al's uh, Al's strategy apparently was always try to deal before you have to kill. And Frank's was you never get no talk back from no corpse. Which it seems like they judged it up. Like, can oh, you make for it sure. more dumb Italian? Yeah, can you make it more... Th- yeah, you never yeah. get no talk back from... It. Mono, but make it Italian. Right. <laughs> He's, you, you never get no talk back when they're swimming with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pasta tastes better when there's blood in the sauce. <laughs> that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, How about that? Huh? Just a bunch of college interns writing his speeches. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, who's drinking? <laughs> Anybody dating? Anybody fucking out there? Anybody meet on the on the streets? Yeah, I wonder how Frank was as a uh, yeah. I wish we got to learn more about Frank. He's not really Al got all so much attention. He he. I think he is a, like it's really hard to find stuff about Frank before this blaze of glory that he goes out. Yes, in. and also it's like the end of, of the town. A lot of it's just kind of the same story, and then a couple right. of websites get things wrong. <laughs> you kind of just have to sift through. Like yeah. oh yeah. I mean the the ultimate. I mean the the one question that we always have is uh, who would you rather be? It's definitely Capone, just based Obviously, off yeah. of the. I mean everything. If nothing else, even if you hate the way he lived, his lifespan. He at least lived. Yeah, it all it always comes down to lifespan. You yeah, know? that's I, like oh, you'd want to be. Na- I'd want to be Nanner all over Mozart for sure. 
Oh yeah, yeah, and also the way I mean the way that as you'll find when you subscribe to the Patreon, the way that Capone lived his last couple. I mean, he didn't have a fantastic life after jail. Uh, No, but he might have been too dumb to know that from syphilis seeding his brain. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking. Like that's just gotta be. I don't know. I just feel like no, it's it's gotta be horrifying. Yeah, gotta you know the only way out is through. Just become a seven year old. Yeah, (laughs) just accept it. But um, yeah, you got any other last thoughts on Frank? Frank Capone. Frank, I think you lived uh, the best life you could in your circumstance. I, I don't know what. As we like talk to them, like we're looking over their grave. Frank, Frank, I hardly knew you. <laughs> I'll forget you as soon as this episode's over. Frank, <laughs> listen. Frank, if it wasn't you, it would have been someone else. I'm gonna be Frank. Wrong place, Frank. wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. Um, yeah. What are your final thoughts on Frankie? I don't know, man. I don't know about not there's not there's just not there's too not much to really form an opinion on him. No, we know. Wh- I mean, he's a gangster. You know, he's a criminal. He's a killer. And a gentleman and a scholar. And a I gentleman, guess. a scholar, sweet hog. I'm butt. sure he was the most <laughs> handsome guy. <laughs> really packing anything. Sweet. Dog and I don't truck. mean Tommy Gun. No. I mean banana clip. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's nice. what they were called. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah. I don't. Know. I don't really have much on Frank. How should we end this though? Uh Frank, we. What can we say about you, Frank? <laughs> Frank. What Frank. Can, what can I say that hasn't already been said? Oh, well, hold on. The uh, outcome of the election, Clenna won. Oh, Clenna still won. Frank's dead. Clenna wins. Frank loses. So he ultimately did achieve what he was trying to do that day, yeah. which was steer the election towards Clenna so that this reign of unending terror can continue. Yeah, he didn't die in vain. Uh, I guess not. Which is hilarious for the judge. Uh, or the all the policemen to be like, all right, so all the ballots, we're going to count those now. It's like, have a re- wait, redo it really quick. Yeah, they're like, well, I mean. The ballots are in the boxes, uh, and yeah, yeah, we don't have a lot of paper left. Right. So we're going to count them as, it, look, they kidnapped us and changed our ballots. We're telling you that. Okay, but where are the ballots? It's 5 o'clock. Yeah, look, guys. It was in the evening. It actually was at the end of their shift. So they were like, look, I got a lot of Frank paperwork to do. Yeah. I can't be, just, uh, f- what is it, two more years of Clenna? Yeah. Just Come Drink on, it up, guys. have fun, yeah. have fun. You, what do you you don't like the brothels? I mean, okay. really? You virgins? Yeah, come on, guys. I what is this? The Women's Temperance Christian Union? Matter of fact, I've never seen any of you guys there, you yeah. losers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you stay in there. You're not gonna untie us? You stay in there a little bit. Yeah, he pisses on him. Yeah. Um yeah, so Frank Frank did uh he, he got it done. I mean, he took it all, yeah. but he got it done. So I don't know if we're going to salute you, Frank, but... Uh, I'm, it was nice to learn about you. It was nice to learn about you. You've been brought into the light, and I hope you guys learned something about Prohibish, which I know we covered a lot of. Um, are you Prohib? Are you Prohib? Hit us up. Uh, also, yeah, we are... I don't know. We're, we're continuing to put more stuff on the Patreon. We're going to go to the Patreon right now to talk about Al Capone and um, how he finally went down, the syphilis that ravaged his brain, his time in Alcatraz... Uh, the, the lavish life that he lives, you know, this weird Robin Hood celebrity who was also a very bad guy, but also a very good guy. We'll talk about him in the Patreon, but thank you guys for listening. Um, please follow us online at overshadowed underscore podcast on Instagram. Just Google us. You know, you know where to fucking go. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Zach Russell Comedy. Charles, where are you I'm at? I'm Instagram and all other platforms at uh, Charles underscore Ingle. It's E-N-G-L-E. Follow us, subscribe. Also, tell your friends and leave a review. Thanks Please. so much for everybody that's been listening. I know we had a little bit of a break, but people kept listening. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, share the apps. Enjoy them. And also, you know, send us DMs. If you have any suggestions sure. or yeah. anything like that, let us know. Yeah. We, uh, we'll take the feedback. One person DM me, I think, 
I mean, this is a person I just met in person, but they were asking me about uh, Jackie Ru- Mac Robinson. And Very that's cool. why we did Mac Robinson, because someone, you know, told me about it. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're always open to suggestions. It's a dirty job, but someone's got to do it. Yeah, you know? we're Mike Rowe out here. Yeah, we're just we're slogging through shit to get you guys this info. Um, and yeah, leave a review. Please rate the podcast five stars. Please. Uh, Treat us like an Uber. Just give us five stars give no five matter stars. what. I mean, that's what's, the, what's five the problem Five dollars every month. Yeah. Oh, we are going to try to implement a new, we are going to implement a new nice. Patreon thing uh, for $10, $20. Go on the Patreon. We have some new tiers added. If you want to become uh, kind of a producer of the show and pose questions that we'll answer on the podcast, we might do a weekly like live uh, Zoom call or Instagram live or something that you guys you can, can, can uh, come to and like, chat with us. Also going to add uh, content from stand-up that's not going to be seen anywhere else. We run three shows every week. There's yeah. a lot of goofy, goofy jokes that are made because we're feeling loose and goosey at our own shows. You can see all of those jokes. We have rap battles. We're going to bring back. It's very silly. We freestyle rap battle in front of uh, <laughs> at our own comedy shows. You can uh, see an that. audience we hold hostage. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot like the well, election. They like to do it, but no. yeah. Yeah, we ask first. We do ask for consent to rap. There are three Italians outside with Tommy guns in the Yeah. Room. If one person dares move. Yeah. Before I can rap, uh, connect sloth and teak. Wood. Oh, sloth and teak. Oh, sloth yeah, because the, they give topics and we have to rap about it on the spot. Also, if you're in New York, come to the show. Oh, yeah. we, uh, you can see us do comedy every single week. You can follow us. Uh, the show that we'll most likely be at is Freestyle Comedy Show on Instagram. If you just happen to be in New York and you want to come see any stand-up, just hit us up as well. And uh, keep listening, baby. Check yeah, out the man. Patreon. Leave us a review. And thank you so much for continuing to listen. All right, y'all. Peace. Bye. Till next time. <laughs>